Hello, everybody. Welcome to RPG Cast Special Game of the Year Edition. I've gathered together the best and brightest. Okay, actually, they're just the people who played the most <laughs> games. Um, and I've got them here in one room, and I've locked them in so we can punch each other out over what's the better game, Trinity Universe or Cross Edge. And we're going to find out. Actually, that's uh, a... <laughs> Are you trying to name only one game that actually came out in 2010? No, I couldn't think of another bad one. <laughs> On the order of Trinity Universe. <laughs> we didn't review that, so technically it could be a 5 out of 5 is what I noticed. So while going it's through a goal out of 5. That's, that's a horrible score. <laughs> it could be infinite. Oh, wait, no. Divide by zero. If a game is finishable, right. it can get a one out of five. Only the worst <laughs> get null out of five. <laughs> so fast stars right up there with it. Oh boy, um, I, I'm very excited tonight. I've got first off Glenn Wilson. Hey yo, I'm Glenn Wilson. <laughs> Adrian Denauden. Hey. Roy Burnett. Hello. And the master in chief of, or would that just be the master chief of RP Gamer, Michael Cunningham. <laughs> I think uh, either of those work. How's it going? I, I will just say right now that if RPGs ever have a Master Chief, I'm quitting gaming. I, I don't want to see a Halo RPG. <laughs> that sounds like an award to come. I don't know. What game, would, what game, if turned into an RPG, would make you quit gaming? Okay. <laughs> wow. All right. So I'm Chris Privetier. Um I hope you... I hope you uh, usually listen to RPG Cast. I don't know how you'd be getting this show if you don't normally subscribe, but uh, if perhaps you just downloaded this because you saw Game of the Year, I uh, just want to plug that we've got a normal podcast that runs weekly. You can see it uh, records usually Friday nights or Saturday mornings at rpgamer.com slash live. Subscribe to it at rpgamer.com slash rpgcast. We've got a new podcast called the RPG Sanctum la- launching this week. Keep your eyes open for that one. And we've got the Backtrack, which uh, just covered Harvest Moon this week. Uh, no! No? Oh my god. No. <laughs> yep, they were. Re- I think they're still recording now right now. Now Harvest Moon 8, what did it do differently? Oh, you could pet your dog. Oh, yeah, I don't good. know how that works. <laughs> I wish you could jump eventually on one of those. So. As, as I recall, there was a list of about 30 games for that podcast, so that should be interesting. Uh, <laughs> we could probably cut no out comment. 25 as being the same game. How do you even keep them straight in your head? How do you remember the difference between them? I don't know. I I had to make a big list for this show because there's just so many games that came out. It's like, I think of this year as like not being a big year for console RPGs, but geez, there were a lot of releases. And maybe mm-hmm. it's less than normal, but it sure is enough. So it must be plenty. Well, let's get right into it. Um, the first thing I want to do is look back to the year 2009. And our first category is going to be the Backtrack Award in honor of the Backtrack uh, the best art. You don't host that anymore, do you, Michael? Did you? No, you used to. No, I just I just founded it. That's Phil and Mike's thing now. So, uh, so you set it in motion. Well, yeah, it's okay. They, we, uh, you can be the honorary presenter of this award, the Backtrack Award, presented by Michael Cunningham. The best RPG from 2010 that you find oh, not from from, 2010. Tw- from 2009. It's it's on the sheet here. Just from any year. <laughs> from any, any year. year from any year that you finally, first, got, around you finally got around to play for the first yes. time in 2010. Exactly. And um, I guess uh, anyone want to volunteer to jump in first on that? Well, I might as well. Yeah, go ahead. I might as well. Well, anyone who's been watching the forums this year has uh, should have noticed that we've been doing the Tales of 2010, uh, which has seen us play every single Tales game over the course of the last eight, nine months. And uh, I played several... (laughs) I played 
pretty much I, I've played all the Tales games now, but several I played for the first time. I'd say I'm, I'm going to have to go with Tales of Eternia as the best game, older game that I played this year. That I played for the first time. It was a fantastic game. Now, which system did you play that one on? I played the original PS1 version. Okay. How many versions are there? Uh, there's two. There's the PS1 version, and then there's the uh, the PSP version, which was only released in Europe. Ah. Had you been wanting to play it for a while, and this finally gave you the chance to do it? It's interesting. I had I got a copy of that game. I found it at an EB Games for $8 a couple of years back. And so uh, I've been waiting to play it for a while now. I just hadn't gotten around to it, so I finally got around to playing it. So, yeah, I've been waiting to play it. Impressive. So, is that it, one wins for well, well, Is it any good? You said yeah, it's, it's your best. Why is it good? Fantastic. <laughs> oh, okay. Fantastic doesn't leave a lot of room for was it good or not. <laughs> oh, okay. It's a lot better than Destiny. Oh, okay. <laughs> so you start talking tales and you start losing half the people around. So yeah, they put them to play. sleep and they shut off the game. And, <sighs> Poor people. <laughs> they don't know what they're missing. <laughs> All right. Well, so, Roy, do you have well, one? Uh, or oh, Michael, you want to go? Sure, whatever. Hard to manage yeah, you all I'll... since uh, you're in this locked room and we're so close to each other. It's uh, yeah. We'll just we'll just let you pick us. That way we don't have to volunteer. Yeah. You can just <laughs> you pick us in the game. All right, Michael, please tell us what yours is. Well, I was gonna pick uh, Dragon Warrior or Dragon Quest Four because I finally got around to playing that uh, after having touched Dragon Quest Five and Nine this year. But then you but... saw the awards said best, and that disqualifies it. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, and I'm gonna take best to be you know game that you're glad you finally got to play. So after I beat Dragon Quest Four, I went back and actually played the first Dragon Warrior for Game Boy Color. Had never played it. Um, I figured I owed it to myself to at least give this one a try, so I spent probably about a week going through the first Dragon Warrior game on Game Boy Advance, and it was or Game Boy Color, and it was a really interesting experience. How kind of still playable that game is. It's you know still a bit rough, and it's got every bit as much or as little story as all the next Dragon Quest that come along, but kind of an interesting thing to go into so i enjoyed jumping to, you, in there did you have to use a walkthrough at all uh, at one point yes and i can't remember which part that was but trying to keep track of where i needed to go next and what i needed to do it was kind of awkward so do you still have to tell your guy how to use the stairs in the gba version no oh good. it's <laughs> it's completely smoothed over you can do it's fixed the, as we like to say yeah, it's fixed. But having never played any amount of time in the, you know, the NES version, it was kind of rough to say. So, I played that a while back, and I, the biggest problem I had with it was the lack of direction and having to figure out where on earth to go next. And I'd use a walkthrough a couple times too. Yeah. So, I'll have to, I'll have to go with that one. That one was worth giving a shot to. So. All right, and uh, Roy, what do you got? Uh. Surely you played some old, old games, game. right? <laughs> well, about the only game I didn't play from this year, or about the only old game I played this year was The Last Remnant on the PC. Ah, How'd that work out for you? Is that really a best? I was about to say, that's another episode of maybe not being best. <laughs> the PC version is supposed to be the least unplayable version. That's true. <laughs> it, it did fix a lot of the crap that was wrong with the 360 version. They should have patched it. And you're describing a well, version as the least unplayable. That kind of says a lot about the game. 
<laughs> we've we've yet to hear what Roy says. Roy, what did you think? Was it any good? <laughs> well, it, it actually was. The, the PC version really didn't have any bugs that I noticed. And when when you're not dealing with all the bugs that were on the 360, it's actually a fairly decent game. So you'd already played it on the 360? Yeah, did you play the 360, 360 version? And then you wanted to play it also on the PC? No, I never played the 360 version. I spared myself that agony, but I did buy it on the PC through Steam. It was like five bucks on Steam, so I went ahead and got it. Yeah, it's not necessarily that it was a bad game or really buggy. There were some frame rate issues that were fixed by installing it onto the hard drive, but even then, it was just more the gameplay issues that they had in there. Uh, they, They fixed gameplay issues in the PC version, stuff that could have easily been, you know, added in as a pat- a content patch, but they didn't, so. And that's all I want to say about Last Remnant ever again. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, I guess we won't dwell on it. Uh, Glenn, what is your pick for best game from previous years that you played this year? All right, so I got a gaming PC in, in late 2008 for the pretty much the first time in my life. So I've been slowly as opposed, working through... As opposed to your Farmville PC that you had before? Well, <laughs> laptops. I've always had oh, okay. la- either my laptop or a corporate laptop, but things not very ideal for playing recent games on. Ah, got it. So, yeah. So my, the one I had back in college, when gaming shifted to 3D, it couldn't really handle 3D games, and the corporate laptops aren't that great for gaming either. So I've yeah. been working through PC games from the last half of the last decade that I missed out on, and I finally played The Witcher this year, Ooh. or last year. So that was good. And the time is good, too, with Witcher 2 coming out so soon. But that one, it really lived up to the hype. I, I had a lot of fun playing Witcher. And uh, I'm glad I got the one of the later versions so it had nipples in it and it fixed the load times. So well, they actually was... they retroactively patch all the versions to have that. So Oh, they added nipples to all of them? Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, they do. They're, they're, they're crucial to the gameplay. <laughs> I see. I didn't realize that. <laughs> it's it's good to play an old game that or it's not really that old. It's a hard but, you game. Know, to a game patch, you've heard a lot but... about but never played, and then have it live up to the hype because it did live up to what I'd heard about it. So that was good. I played that a little. It's I've um, just starting out. It seems like it's going to be really good. I, I hope I get time to finish it before Witcher Two comes out. But um, if I had time to finish games, I wouldn't need to bring you guys on to do a game of the year show. So. <laughs> That's true. You could do your own <laughs> just by yourself. <laughs> You can give yourself different accents and voices. <laughs> I, my favorite game is Chaos Rings. I like to say it. This is Chaos Rings with my iPhone. I don't even know what uh, accent that is. I got an iPhone ah! in 2002. <laughs> got it. Is this even invented yet? <laughs> is it even invented yet? Oh, all right. So the next category we have... One down, 20 to go. <laughs> it's not quite that many, but uh, yeah. Uh, it's uh, it's the category for the best or worst use of budget. Now, this, this might need you to think a little bit, so I'll take a volunteer for who wants to jump in on that one. I'll go ahead and go first. All right, Roy. Well, I'd say best use of budget definitely goes to Mass Effect 2. Um, the voice act, the... For what Bioware spent on it, the voice acting was phenomenal, as it is in every Bioware game. The graphics engine was really great. Not that many bugs to speak of on it. The graphics engine was... It looked really good. It sounded great. It played really great. Best or worst use of budget undoubtedly goes to Final Fantasy XIV. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's I, I hard to argue with that one. <laughs> because oh, they, they yes. spent a whole bunch of money, they took every lesson they learned with Final Fantasy XI and chucked it right out the window. <laughs> and a matter of fact, and the, the budget went so bad that they ended up firing the core members of the staff and bringing in things just for the hopes it might turn a profit. <laughs> they Thanks. saved the budget by not paying those people anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. All right. Anyone else want to nominate a game here? I thought I'll the best ahead. use of budget oh. was uh I just played uh, Atelier Rorona. I thought the budget was really good in that. The main thing I liked about Rorona was the visuals that for what was clearly a low budget game, they had a really good consistent look to it. You know, sometimes when you play console games, the the RPGs that have small budgets some places look really nice, and some places look really nasty, and some textures are really detailed, and some textures are really not. What I liked about Arona was that they had a real consistent look to the entire game. So it was never like, you know, the last dungeon was beautiful, but the forest outside of town was like green crap smeared across the background. So so for that, I liked Arona. But I think you have to give Nier a nod, because for what I assume is a small-budget game, it had like one of the best localizations and best musical scores and best voice acting, in my opinion, of last year. So, for what was, a, I would assume, a pretty small budget release and localization, I thought Nier did a really good job. Excellent. So, did you pick Rorona or Nier? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, guess, I guess Rorona, only because Nier was, did kind of look like butt. Nier was a game that its visuals were a little here and there, so I'd give it to Rorona. Okay. Would it be better if they had spent some of that money in bringing both versions out here, do you think? No, I don't understand why they would have needed there, to do that. There's, there's no only real one difference. version. There's only one version now? <sighs> no, there is only one version. The, the only difference between the two versions is the how what the main character looks like. The stories are identical. Oh, really? Okay. And, and they just change kind of the, the word like daughter for woman, and that's about it. Oh, all right. It's like a brother yeah. as opposed to a father. Right. Yeah. Got so. it. Yeah. Michael, you got to pick. All right. Yes. For best use of budget, I would have to go with Breath of Death 7 for wow. Xbox Live games. And I'll have to say that just mainly because this duo of an artist and a programmer from Z-Boy Games just created a cheap little $1 game. And just seeing how much they made back on that in sales is just impressive. I believe, didn't they say they'd sold over like 30000 thousand copies or something along those lines something like it's that just lately yeah it, it's just insane i know that uh, uh Reketeer did something else they did around thirty thousand, but whatever breath of death seven did i thought it was just amazing 40, they were able to do forty thousand. yep i thought it was just amazing that they were able to do that much with just two people working kind of in their spare time to create a game and now they're working uh all their time on their new games like cthulhu saves the world Yes, that one I've been playing today. But as far as worst use of budget, this this one's key for me. Worst use of budget since Final Fantasy XIV's already been taken, and Final Fantasy XIII. You could 13, all say Final Fantasy XIV. <laughs> that's true. Final Fantasy XIII could be eligible that, for that too. But oh. I kind of want to. I kind of want to go off track for this one just a little bit and say Arc Rise Fantasia. Hmm. And the reason I want to say that is. We know the drama that went down with Ignition Entertainment kind of snatching that one out from underneath Exceed and apparently offering Marvelous more money to get this game. 
and then throwing next to no money into it to do localization. They had the worst voice acting in the world. They had a nightmare of a translation. They had next to no media for this game, uh, next to no advertising for it. So for all the work they went through to toss that money in and to take the game from Exceed and then to just crap out what they did is just absolutely hilarious. So that's the worst use of budget for me this year. Wow. Oh, Adrian, do you have anything worse than that? <laughs> uh, it's hard, hard to top. Like all the, most of the stuff I was going to say, uh, suggestive has already been said. Like near is a great example. Near was fantastic. But one I, I could add to this is, uh, East seven, uh, it was uh, it's obviously not a, a huge like it, it's not a complicated title. It's not uh, it, it couldn't have had a very large budget because it's not a very uh, like the visuals are all 2D uh, with mi- minimalistic 3D. Uh, every, every, there's no voice acting or anything like that. It's a PSP game, so the budget was low to begin with. But uh, it's just a fantastic game. It's one of the best games I've played on the PSP uh, this year. And uh, I had a blast with it. And uh, Exceed, in particular, did a great job with the localization as well. So uh, I, I think that one's probably one of the better uses of budgets. Uh, as as for worst budgets, um, seven, uh, Glenn is probably going to uh, be a little upset with me about this. But I'm going to say uh, Fallout New Vegas. Because uh, <laughs> for all the money they put into that into that game, uh, there is no excuse. Absolutely no excuse for the amount of bugs that are in there. It It... it it breaks and crashes way too much for a game of that budget. I'm I'm all right with it having bugs. I just it seemed like it was only in development for a year, so I don't know how much of a budget they actually put into it. Well, considering the amount of voice acting uh, in present I'm, and the quality of the voice acting, I'm going to guess that the budget was fairly high. Yeah, they definitely did better with the voice acting than they did with the QA. They, yeah, Felicia Day costs a lot, and you have know. Hire me. Yeah. <laughs> They could have got Nathan Fillion, too, I'm sure. (laughs) Everyone else got him. (laughs) Except the Uncharted movie. I like how Giant Bomb had an entire awards category just for uh, Nathan Fillion games. (laughs) Just the best Nathan Fillion voice. No, I'm not going to defend New Vegas' bugs. It was ridiculous by the end. Yeah. I was uh, I, I never save in Western RPGs, but I was saving uh, you know every ten minutes because it was crashing so often. I didn't want to lose much progress. All right. Uh, hmm. So if we had to pick an overall, did you guys ha- come to an agreement on the best of? I know some of you said <laughs> no. that they... Uh, no. You know, uh, that's what I thought. Well, <laughs> Is there so, a popular one? I, I would agree with... I'd... Near? Yeah, really? Near works for me. Anyone None of you near? picked Near. <laughs> it was my second place. <laughs> Yeah, you you picked Mass Effect 2, Atelier Verona, Breath of Death 7, and E7. <laughs> None of you picked near. Oh, the overall would be near. Okay, I'm putting that down. Yeah. The winner's I'll near. That. <laughs> You're writing down the winners? I Are am. you writing down why they win, too? No, I'm just writing down the winners, and people can figure it out by listening to the show. All right, the worst. Could we all agree that's Final Fantasy XIV? Uh, yeah. I think so, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> no debate there, at least. All right. I'm going with that, too. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Now, the next one I'm going to do a little different. I'm going to list off some games, and you tell me if they belong to be on this list, and then you can uh, nominate some others on your own, because I want to I at least make sure all these little games get some plugs, because we got a lot of guys out there who are fans of this stuff. So um, this is the best portable RPG category. 
So the first game I've got to nominate for being on this kit list, I've took all the games on the site that, that were reviewed and got a Almost four or all. higher, and I put them in here. What? Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. Four um, or okay. Yeah, because if I just went with fives, there'd only be one game. You left um, out Etrian and Odyssey three. Um, <laughs> I it didn't get a it didn't get a four or higher. I gave it a four. I don't think anyone else played it. Oh, someone else. Uh, bit, uh there was probably two. Hold on. Okay. Okay, Hold you're on, good. I believe Same. you. Oh, I'm gonna find it. Uh, oh, it got a four, and I, I left it off. Okay, so let's add that. First off, Etrian Odyssey three. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Actually, you should, probably add, you should probably add Dragon Quest Nine to that as well. I think someone gave that a four as well. Uh, someone did, but a, it got, got a, a second opinion that was a three and a half. Yeah, that's sadly. how I got left it off, but that's why you're here to tell me that that's wrong. All right, Golden Sun, Dark Dawn. Does that belong on the list? Yes, it does. Uh, definitely. All Most right. definitely. Infinite Space got a four out of five. I think Glenn's the only one that's really played that. I actually played it some. I got bored with it. I played it I, some and I, got I, bored with it. But a lot of staff members liked it a lot. I think have. everyone but me and Chris that played it liked it a lot. Well, I, I liked the potential of it. It's just too darn slow. All right, so since it's just this is not of RP Gamer as a whole, as the people on this show, it goes off the list. All right, Pokemon Heart yeah. Gold Soul Silver. It's good. It's good. Yeah, it's good. I, is it I don't a best? think it's game of the year good, though. Okay. Um, and I'd agree yeah. with that. I didn't finish that I, either, but I don't finish anything. What? What's Adrian? It's a. It's also a remake of a game that came out ten <laughs> yeah, years yeah. ago. All right, all right. But it was good remake. It came with a with a Poka Walker. Come on, and a statue. I've got a statue here of a of a. I don't even know what this is. A Lugia or something. It sounds like something you spit. Um, Big Lugia. All right. Rune Factory Three: A Fantasy Harvest Moon. No Got one on this podcast is since, stupid uh, enough to play since Sam is, yeah. Since Sam isn't here, it's off. All since right, Sam that. isn't here to defend it, it's off. <laughs> <All> <laughs> right. Exactly. Over to the PSP now. Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep. Yes. Um, I, think I'm, yes. I think I'm probably the only one who's played uh, Am I the only one who's played it, or did you play it, Roy? I played it. He's played, like, uh, everything, uh, dude. I, could, <laughs> all right, I so, have not. But all right, we got two. All right, we'll leave it on for now. Ease 7. Definitely. I like D7. All right, so that yes. stays on. ZHP on Losing Ranger versus Dark Death Evil Man. <sighs> nobody played nobody played it play with it. me. I've just started playing it barely, so it can't be. So eligible. we're not qualified to, to say it. All right. Knights in the Nightmare, the remake for PSP. Yes. I didn't touch it. That's a remake again. Neither did I. Are we okay with that? No. Eh, cross it. It's not going to bloom. It's not going to win. All right, no, save us some time. Didn't now. Win last year all right, now here, if we came. go by score, this is the game that should win because it had the highest score out of all these games. Shin Megami Tensei Persona 3 Portable. In fact, it may have had the highest score out of any game on the list. It Most did. likely it did. Yeah, it did. <laughs> and as, 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 far as, as far as games this year go, I think it is the best game that came out this oh, year. Don't spoil but unfortunately, it. Unfortunately, it's also a remake. It's also a I'm remake okay of a game that came out. I'm okay with the remake being on here, though. Years, yeah. I'm okay with it, but do we like it that much? Yes. All right. I think we should. Yes. All right. So, um, did if are you played as a chick, it was different-ish enough that it wasn't quite like you know a straight-up remake. All right. Now, first thing I'm going to ask: okay. Are there any games on here that you loved from the portables that I didn't hit? No. Mm, no. Okay, so we've got Etrian Odyssey 3, Dragon Quest 9, Golden Sun, Dark Dawn, Kingdom Hearts, Birth by Sleep, E7, and Persona 3 Portable. We need to knock this down to 3. What do we yeah. cut? Oh, man, I was going to say Lunar 2, but yeah, nobody else would say that one. So. We could knock out Etrian Odyssey 3. 
Yeah. I think so, yeah. All right. I think we can knock out Dragon Quest Nine too, because I don't know if... No. Michael no, would I, would no? I would defend it over Golden Sun. So, all right, tell us why. Really? Why is it better than Golden Sun? And then I'll I vote on had... the winner. It's Dragon Quest. Do you really need to say more? <laughs> That's exactly. It's Dragon Quest. It's out. Need I say more? Oh... <laughs> so, so what do you what do you see it doing that that tickles your fancy more than Golden Sun does? Uh, you know, there's something to be said for subtlety and for not being too verbose. And while I will totally bash Dragon Quest Nine for not having as strong of a narrative, it really is better than having way too much narrative where Golden Sun did. So I would fight for Dragon Quest over Golden Sun. Did Golden but, Sun have distractingly cheesy accents though yeah it had too much dialogue <laughs> see All right, what about the others wait, where I see about it? seven where I see it how do you see it we lost a guy in the chat room because we decided to leave Persona 3 remake on the list and take Etrian Odyssey 3 sorry Art Raider <laughs> he just stormed out of here I feel bad for him. <laughs> oh, people are listening to us live? Yeah, yeah, we're streaming live. Uh, yep. Oh, cool. Uh, All right. Okay. What about Birth by Sleep and E7? swearing up and down. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Wait, well, well, wait, did you guys decide between Dragon Quest and Golden Sun? Do we right. have to pick over those two, or can we just... All right, all right, all right, all right. Birth by Sleep versus can E7. Can we delete Birth by Sleep? You think so? I didn't play it. Uh, of the ones on there that I've played, it's the lowest for me, so All I right. think we can take it's it off. off. Unless All right. uh, I disagree. Okay, E7, does that hang with Dragon Quest Nine and Golden Sun? I didn't play it. I didn't play a lot of portals this year. Again, it's over Golden Sun for me, but I can totally understand why Golden Sun would get the nod. Yeah, hmm. for me, it's over Dragon Quest Nine, but it doesn't beat out Golden Sun. <laughs> and what so, about you, Roy? You might be a deciding factor here. Well, I, for me, if I was picking the best game of the year for portables, I'd I'd, I'd go with Golden Sun. Okay, so Turn I around. think that means we take out E7 or Dragon Quest Nine. Um, we got one guy defending Dragon Quest Nine. We only got one guy defending Dragon E7, right? Hmm. Yeah, I I defend E7 over Dragon Quest Nine. All right, so, I guess I guess I would too. All right, so Dragon Quest Nine goes. I'm sorry. Yay. <laughs> A victory against Dragon Quest is a victory for all mankind. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, so now we we need to pick a winner. Persona 3 wins. <laughs> Does it? That's the only one I've played. <laughs> <laughs> so we know where your vote is. <laughs> if it helps... Uh, if it helps Golden Sun not win, Persona 3 Portable, I'm with Glenn. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If Persona 3 is, in fact, in the running here, then definitely Persona 3 Portable. Personally, I, I'd prefer to give, uh, assigned, uh, give a show of support to a game that wasn't, isn't four years old now. But, yeah, yeah Persona 3. Persona 3? I would, I would prefer to give E7 the nod out of this. I had more fun with that one than anything other than Persona. But... So he gets the yeah. less fun but still winner award. <laughs> it gets this the pretty darn not good as fun good. award. It gets the pretty darn good fun award. And but... Roy, where do these rank for you? Um, 
I I would put Golden Sun on top. On try, top. If only for if for the only reason that I've been waiting for it for the last seven years. Yeah, well, I think you're the only one who feels that way. So if you had to choose between that, E7 and Persona 3. Oh, Persona 3 by Persona- a mile. <laughs> <laughs> so it looks like Persona 3 is winning. It's just such a good game. One. It has won. It has won. All right. It looks like Persona 3 won. (laughs) Congratulations, Persona 3. Um, We'll go ahead. Honorable mention to E7 for being more fun. (laughs) I I think that's how you put it, right? I don't know how that works. That works for me. Even though that probably doesn't count. I'm alone in that, but... Me and One day I'll play E7 and I'll get back to you on how cuckoo you are, Mac. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I love both Golden Sun and E7. So you know what? Either way, this I'm is, happy. And that, that's that's my thing. Is it's not that I thought I did like Persona 3 Portable better, but you know I can see where people wouldn't want to make it eligible because you know it is a game that's been around for well, quite a while. Well, it came this out. Third Fortunately, none of those people are on this recording, and we ran them out of the chat. <laughs> Well, I want to. This is the last time we'll probably get to talk about Golden Sun and E Seven during the show. So I want to make sure that we've we've plugged anything awesome about them, especially Golden Sun. No one's really talked about anything good yeah. in that game. Michael did. He said it had terrible long-winded dialogue. Oh, okay, that's great. <laughs> Not necessarily terrible, but well, very long-winded. The, the reason I was going to defend Golden Sun over Dragon Quest Nine is because Golden Sun's gameplay is fantastic. The the it's got tr- fantastic level design. It's got faster combat. Uh, it's just like the gameplay is better. It's just I would it, say say what you will say what you will about the story, but the gameplay is just plain better. E7's gameplay was much faster than anything I touched in Golden Sun. Any other game I played oh, this year, E7, E7, E7 is, is faster than everything. E7 is like RPGs on speed. Is it faster than Half Minute Hero? <laughs> Okay, maybe not half the hero, <laughs> but still But then again, yeah. you, you do have to compare, though, that E7 is an action RPG versus a turn-based RPG. There, there's no Very way true. it couldn't not be faster. Really? Unless, it would, if it wasn't faster, it would be a really horrible game. Hmm. That does describe most to... action RPGs. I agree, Roy. <laughs> <laughs> I was able to beat Persona 3 Portable in E7. I wasn't able to get very far in Dark Dawn without this dozing off so dozing off but that's ouch that was my take on infinite space honestly i oh, tried yeah. infinite space pretty bad and kept dozing off that. yeah, yeah. All well, right. it's, it's rock paper scissors combat it's just annoying it's like mm. yeah. oh, okay so but we're not talking about that yeah that is the winner shimigami tensei persona 3 portable with the honorable mention to e7 for being more fun even though we don't know how that works all right so <laughs> Next category, Guilty Pleasure, the RPG that you like despite its faults. Oh, and I should cut out that extra explanation there. No, you're supposed to tell us which one to talk first. Don't worry about exclamations later. Well, that would be you, Glenn. Right. So for me, that would be Nier because uh, I thought Nier had a lot of faults, and most of the time I was playing it, I didn't have a lot of fun. But overall... Overall, I enjoyed the game more than I should have, so it was it was definitely a guilty pleasure, mostly by the originality. I don't think I've ever played a game before that I didn't really like, but it was so original that it kept pulling me through. And uh, what it did with the story, and what it did with some of the storytelling, and some of the gameplay was just so unique that I kept wanting to play it because I kept wanting to see what weird thing it would do next. So I didn't I didn't enjoy the gameplay in Near, but everything else was so good that I liked it despite the faults. Faults. All right. Here. 
while you're deleting, I'll go. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I hear things Sorry. attempting to be deleted. <laughs> RPG, I like despite its faults. Um, and your little subtitle for this is pretty accurate. I'm going to go with Alpha Protocol. Um, that game got bashed up one side and down the other. Absolutely got torn to bits. And it, you know, I can totally see where people were coming from. It seemed like it was going to be an action RPG. People had played Mass Effect 2 earlier in the year. It seemed, you know, Mass Effect 2 was a lot smoother. It really was a run and gun type shooter. And Alpha Protocol was not, but it looked like it was. So that really kind of shot it in the foot. But I still love the game. I love the dialogue choices, the conversation options, the fact that you could really kind of play around the dialogue options any way you wanted to. There wasn't really a um, a good guy, bad guy kind of option. You were either suave or, you know, professional. So what were the faults jerk. for you then? So you're talking about other people slamming it. The main big fault for you was that it wasn't a smooth shooter? Well, the fact that they... Um, pretty much tossed it out to die that Sega just <laughs> tossed it out there and said, well, we've been holding this so for a while. So Sega is just counts against well, a that's game Sega. nowadays. <laughs> that, that, that's not Obsidian, that's Sega. Sega's, if Sega releases something, you know it's going to bomb. They, just, and, they don't care. You know, people were talking about how buggy this one was, and maybe I've just had a lot of good luck this year. I played it on PS3 and I had one lockup and that was when I tried to access like a TV in Taipei, so you didn't just froze the screen. But so you didn't have that, any issues with the shooting being uh, role based instead of no skill based. Oh no, not at all. Once no. you know once you played that and kind of understood exactly how it was going to be, I went into stealth mode. The bosses they were kind yeah. of rough and they were kind of you know a pain to fight, but you could get skills, uh, stealth, and like, chain shot, and you could take out the bosses without any problems. And just all the fun little aspects of if you had done something in. Taipei, and then you got to Moscow, and you were fighting a boss. Some of the things you did in Taipei could affect Moscow. You could go any direction that you wanted to. It was just, you know, it had its issues. I will not defend those issues because they were there. But what are they? Like, I don't know what the faults are that you're talking about either. Yeah, I I agree. Like, uh, there's there's an old programmer's adage. It's uh, it's not a bug. It's a feature. And Alpha <laughs> Protocol seems to be like the the ultimate. It seems to be the ultimate definition of that adage because everything that people have complained about as being buggy that I, that I've read at least. Okay, all right. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna settle this perceived faults, despite its perceived faults. There you because go. you know I would I would go with Glenn as far as near goes. You know, it had it kind of looked crappy and was kind of samey in the gameplay, but it was still fun, and I didn't have any faults with the game itself, so I couldn't say there was any problems with Nier. Though I liked yeah. it as well, and can totally see where that nomination's coming from. But Adrian, where you're going with the protocol is I guess what people that like it think is that the people that didn't they, like it are complaining about things that Obsidian probably did on purpose. Is that yes, what you're saying? Exactly. Like, yes, exactly. Like the, the, shoot, the shooting mechanics. I, I remember one thing that I saw, it was a lot of people complaining that you line up a headshot and you don't hit. And that, that was done deliberately. You're supposed to the, uh, the reticle closes in as you keep your target locked, and that's how the game works. It's how the game is yeah. designed, and people just didn't get that, and they complained about it in the review. It's weird. Mm-hmm. So, yes, that's my nomination. All right, Adrian, do you have a nomination for us? Uh, yeah, you're going to hate me for this one. Uh, <laughs> everyone, probably. Uh, I'm going to nominate Arcrise Fantasia. Oh I've just God. started playing it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's weird. I've, I've hey, just at least started you're playing picking... it. 
You're picking a game with faults, so that's good. <laughs> yeah, that's good. It's, it's real. It's got real faults. I, I've just started playing it, and it's got tons of faults. Uh, just off the top of my head, the localization is atrocious. Uh, the the ma- female lead sounds like they pulled a Mexican immigrant off the street. Uh, <laughs> Ouch! It's really bad. Uh, the the combat is actually surprisingly difficult like it seems unbalanced in a few areas the nor- like normal battles are really easy boss fights are really hard but it's surprisingly fun like uh it the, the combat's actually engaging uh the the localization has actually reached a point where it's so bad it's fun to watch and listen to because it's hilarious <laughs> so i'm actually enjoying playing this game despite the fact that it's absolutely awful all right <laughs> So is the gameplay fun, or is it just you like laughing at how terrible oh, it is? No, the gameplay is actually pretty good. It's uh, it's, it, it's how far solid. are you? It's, it's not. Um, about five, six hours in. It's 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 not amazing. It's not. All he has to do gaming. is like it. It doesn't have to have be you, good. <laughs> have you made it to the first Rogress yet? Yes. Okay. Was yeah, that boss first. fight not an absolute nightmare? It was. Yes. It was okay. brutal, but uh, I I got through it, and uh, it. Yeah, I'm I'm liking the game. So I've heard uh, yeah. I've heard some sentiment that this is a good game with just bad voice acting. It, it's a good game that got destroyed by localization, which makes it a real shame that Xe lost the rights to it because they would have done a much better job and they could have made it into an actual decent game. Yeah, because that was another. I think all the games we're talking about so far have a solid something in there, but the mainstream media and even some of the blog media jumped in and pretty much hacked them apart for one reason or another sometimes justified sometimes not so you know it's kind of hard to see i've seen so many people like butcher near for its fishing scene and the I, I sat and watched joystick they had a blog video of somebody having issues with the near fishing scene and they weren't even in the right place where the game was specifically telling them to go There's hey a i did that are you calling me stupid <laughs> <laughs> you didn't you didn't go online and post a video saying well this game's broken you can't fish right I spent so. 30 minutes digging up boots from the lake, figuring what on earth I was doing wrong before I went to a walkthrough. I've actually done that in WoW. It tells me where to fish for a quest, and I was in the wrong area and kept wondering yeah. what I was doing wrong. Yeah, there's a big I red fail. X on the map. There's yeah. a dude, the dude says fish at the beach, and you're standing on a beach. And what you don't know is there's a huge beach right around the corner, and that's ah. where you're supposed to go. <laughs> But see, that's the kind of things I saw with this, is you know, yeah. and and Roy hasn't even given us his yet, so I'm sure there's more. Coming. I need to have a category that's like who screwed up their games more, Ignition or Sega. Yeah, <laughs> that's the category. It's there are only two nominees. <laughs> I, think, I think we have biggest bonehead move coming up. Soon, yeah, so all right, maybe. Roy, what do you got for me? Uh, my biggest guilty pleasure would probably be Divinity 2, the Dragon Knight Saga. Ah, I was interested in this game at E3. You get to play a person who turns into a dragon and flies around and shoots stuff. Yeah, um, this game had a myriad of problems. Uh, the voice acting was absolutely atrocious. Not as bad as Arcarize, but um, the animation for different characters while they're talking to you is some of the worst I've ever seen. Um, but the gameplay itself is really fun. So you can read people's <laughs> minds, but the dialogue's so bad that you don't want to? Exactly. Yeah, because you can do that in that game. But but, but the combat itself is really fun. Uh, that's, that's what I enjoyed about it. And you, you could build up your own keep and stuff in there, right? 
Yeah, and well, and there's nothing more fun than being able to turn into a dragon and blast people with fire <laughs> Yeah, that's what I didn't understand. I mean, a game with that sort of mechanic, how does it not do well? And I guess no one wants to do that. Hmm. Oh, well. That's, that's a pretty good unique one. I don't think I've heard of anyone liking that game very much so, because of the faults. It's like, just, I got it's I was just the dialogue? It, what else was wrong it. with it? I didn't understand. Well, I thought the controls were weird, and the gameplay and, was weird. And didn't they fix well, that yeah. in the version you were playing, Roy? Well, um, I was playing the PC version, and well, um, this is actually true of a lot of Xbox RPGs, is that um, they'll develop it for the PC, and then they'll put it on 360. Mm. And I don't care what you say, graphically and power-wise speaking, the 360 as a system is absolute crap. <laughs> my, my laptop... That's sitting right And the fanboys are is... writing in now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we have to my, worry on this one. Okay. And, and, anywho, when it comes to the, the 360, in terms of its graphical capabilities, it, it, it sucks. My laptop is probably ten times as powerful as that thing, and that's a laptop. Got it. And on top of that... Um, what you're seeing a lot of now with um with uh, Divinity is a good example. The Risen was another really good example. Is that it's a PC RPG that it works really well on the PC, but when you try and put it on a console, it just doesn't work. And there's a reason why it's a PC RPG. It's not meant to be played on a console. Ah, all right. And and the, con- See, that, the controls just aren't suited to it. See, I I disagree with you there. Um, I've seen a lot of really good. PC to console ports and like Sacred Two. If the game doesn't Sacred Two is a great one. Sacred and Sacred Risen? Two's. Uh, I haven't played Risen, but Sacred Two's uh, Sacred Two's um, control scheme on the Xbox is fantastic. To the point where I think actually uh, Bioware and several other games, uh, Bioware basically copied their control scheme for Dragon Age. It's it's that good. It's so well done. Hmm. So. Um, I, have I, love, to say, I, I, I seriously doubt that for Dragon Age because Dragon Age was in development for over five years, which is well before Sacred Two. So what yeah, did, uh, did not, Sacred Two or Risen win Guilty Pleasure Award? <laughs> what <laughs> Sacred Two didn't come out this year? I know we're totally like talking about stuff that I don't even know where we're at now. So oh yeah, it's Guilty uh, Pleasure. Award? Guilty which Pleasure. One won? Oh, um, I don't know that we. I don't know that. I don't think we can declare an overall winner. This is kind of like what you felt. Um, I would. Yeah. I would back here. If would back that here. Yeah. <laughs> How do we have a winner for you? <laughs> Everybody has their own guilty pleasure. I don't. Yeah, that one. I don't know that we can give a winner out to. But I like All the right. idea of everyone just capitulating to near because they want people to play it. <laughs> <laughs> it's near. Go play it. Damn it! You'll, it'll be your guilty pleasure too. There you go. <laughs> Winner, it's near. Damn it! All right, so uh, let's see. Missed out award: the RPG that you most wanted to play but didn't. Roy, you played so many damn games. What in the world could be left that you didn't get to play but you wanted to? Fable Three, because oh. it hasn't been released on PC yet. Are you sure you want to do that? <laughs> well, it's about the only. And usually it's by the time the they release it on PC, they fix stuff. Because I played Fable 1 on PC, and it was better than what I'd heard about it being on Xbox. Yeah. Um, well, Fable 3 is about the only major RPG I didn't play this year, so 
I'd say I'd have to pick that by default, even if I didn't want to play it. <laughs> all right, so Fable Three, um, interesting endgame and all. Uh, Adrian, you liked Fable Three. Uh, is there something you didn't yeah. get to that you wanted to play? One thing I can think of it's uh, Monster Hunter Try. Ooh, uh, uh-huh. I, mm-hmm. I did. I, play I never. That. I I never. I didn't pick it up. I kind of regret it now because I, I really should have picked up the uh, the the version with the pro uh, the classic controller pro well you can pick up goldeneye uh, now and get one of those yeah (laughs) Uh, but um it got i've always been kind of iffy on the monster hunter series because it seems like uh well it's always gotten middling reviews over here and it's always seemed kind of odd just Uh the way it's been designed but uh this one's been getting really good reviews over here and from what i've heard it plays a lot like demon souls which really piques my interest so i have to say i kind of try to play it I played um I've played demos of like the PSP version of it and then I played the Wii version of it and the controls are so much better. Um it's still a game where um you get better, not that like you your character doesn't get better, you playing the game gets better, so you have to level up by developing yeah. like you battle against the controls and everything and get uh, to be a better player making better decisions. And it's so fun in multiplayer, but it does take a while to grind up and get all that armor and stuff to go after the really big end monsters. It needs social people and that's and and that's the, that's where it fell apart for me. I couldn't get people to play with me. <laughs> uh I, and I think that's that's why Monster Hunter just doesn't work over here. I think is just the fact that the social aspect is difficult to set up over here. And my problem is I want to play with friends. I think if you want to just get online and play with people, you'll find plenty of people out there playing. And uh, I can't guarantee they'll be as polite as they are in Japan, where you can yeah, fail it, five times on a boss. But <laughs> there are people playing it because it's got the game. And until the PSP one comes out, I mean, where are these fans going to go? The new PSP one. Which has sold eight bazillion copies in Japan already. Yeah, no kidding. <sighs> Michael, do you have a pick for us for your missed out award? I do, and I guess it's kind of a tricky one because I actually did just start playing this, so I didn't play it last year. Haven't completed it, so it's not really eligible for anything. I'm going to go with ZHP for the PSP. Um, Zeddy Hero Project Unleashing Ranger versus Dark Death Evil Man. Um, <sighs> I yeah, just ZHP. <laughs> <laughs> he can copy and paste it. Is it? I don't have oh, that other one it. open. No, I, yeah, I shouldn't have deleted it. I'm putting and, ZHP. I'm not writing the full name here. There we go. So right. and here and here's why. You know, I kind of wrote it off as being something just quirky. I've never gotten into the Disgaea games. I think they're cool and all, and they seem like they've got a great sense of humor. But I just don't like the whole grindy aspect in a tactical RPG, and I tried out ZHP just um, just to see what it was really about, and it is a roguelike, another genre that I've really not played much Ooh, of. And I'm I didn't realize term, that was a roguelike. Oh. I'm using the term roguelike really loosely, um, but it is it's really strange because you you know you lose your equipment, you lose your levels and stuff when you die or when you complete a section of a dungeon, but you still keep your overall level as you go along. So if you go through a dungeon all the way and make it to the boss and die, yes, you lose your levels for that dungeon, but it adds to your overall level. So dying is grinding. Hmm. And it It can still be done well. That's how Izuna was also. And Izuna 1 was terrible because you had to grind and die a lot, and they balanced it a lot better in Izuna 2. And this one has just such a great sense of humor to it, and it's it's got to be like the other Disguise games. Um, you are a bystander 
who watches the hero of the world get run over by a car right before the final battle. And you end up having to fight the final boss in his outfit. He gives you his outfit as he's dying, and you fight the final boss, and you lose. So you go to this other world, and they berate you for losing and say, how could this hero lose? And um, you finally have to go through training to, tr- to kind of get better and – this, You're giving a wait, full plot wait, summary wait, of a game wait, that wait, you wait. missed out on. This is like the first, this is I don't the first understand. five minutes if, of the game. If you okay. got the mantle because the other guy died, and the way you level up is by dying, how come the other guy didn't just level up? I think they get into that in the story okay. somehow. I don't, I don't know for sure. It makes but, sense. <laughs> but like the funniest part in the first five or ten minutes is they give you this world or you're in this world and they give you like a blacksmith shop and a house and they say oh by the way we've given you a wife and a daughter <laughs> and and you walk into this house and you see a printy and you walk up to the printy and it's you know its name is printy slash loving wife so apparently oh. you're married to a printy <laughs> I mean, it's it's just hilarious and it's it's the first roguelike I've actually been able to get into and play and kind of enjoy. So they have those nice pear shaped bodies, you know, more cushion for pushing. Oh, <laughs> <Fair. So. laughs> that's terrible. Oh. So that's the game you didn't play and wish you had. Yeah, I know. It's, it's the game I'm just now. I don't think you I need guess. to play it, Mag. I think you're done. You you got most of it. Uh, I've got the best part of it. But yeah, I've only just been playing it like the past couple days and I wish I had played it earlier. So oh, technically you didn't play it in 2010 then, so it's eligible. Right. <laughs> you just, you yeah. just didn't realize it till 2011. Right. I had a whole different game. I had a whole different game picked out until I actually started playing this and I was going to oh, go What was your other game? Vandal Hearts Flame of Judgment. Oh, yeah, that's uh, good, but it's it's yeah, I mean, I think you made the right call it. there, Michael. Uh, okay. Hey, I liked that game. It was good for I what liked it, was. it too, but it's not like deserving of OMG, I really wanted to play this. Yeah. And it's only like 15 hours too. All right, yeah, Glenn. It's short. Do you have a pick for us? Dragon Quest 9. I I own it, but <laughs> after I've making us play. take it off the list, I think. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> he hates <laughs> Dragon Quest. <laughs> if I thought it was going to be one of the top three portable games of the year, I would have played it, right? Oh, of course. I see. <laughs> no, I, uh, I, I haven't played as many handhelds in probably the last fourth of the last year. I own it, but it's in my backlog. I'll get to it one day. Hmm. So I, should... I like Dragon Quest games. I just like making fun of them, too. I mean, I like Dragon Quest Eight a lot, and I like Dragon Quest Five a lot. And those are the last couple ones I played. So Dragon Quest Nine, I'm looking forward to. Hmm. Give me a second here. Uh, see, this is a category that I like because I can participate in it because it's about <laughs> games you didn't play. Yeah, um, there you go. So okay. I'm, 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 I'm whittling down my nominees here. First up is Dragon Age Origins Awakening, um, 3D Dot Is this the, it's the one category you get to contribute to and you didn't decide Yeah, beforehand. and I didn't decide beforehand because I, you know, I can't even do that right. Uh, Alpha <laughs> Protocol is on that list. And say that was the one you most wanted to play but didn't? What? Yeah, go up to the Guilty Pleasures and just <laughs> I, I think all the, the, I think all the like. ones you picked suck. I don't, I mean, I, hell, I played Monster Hunter Try. I can't even pick that one. Fable 3 definitely is not one that I would say I'm filled with regret for not playing. Um, just say Archive play- Fantasia. No, I will just not play... <laughs> I will not say. Go ahead and say near because we've already told you you need to play it. Gosh darn it! <laughs> I know there's a really good one on here if I just figure it out. Um, Final I, Fantasy 13. I played that. I finished Final Fantasy 13 and Mass Effect 2, so those are off the list. 
So that's what's hard. No, I was totally kidding. On Persona that. Three Portable. <laughs> I no, I will. I do not have any regrets about not playing Persona Three Portable because I don't have that kind of time. I played through it entirely on the PS2. That's if you had enough. time to start and finish Final Fantasy XIII, then you have time to start and finish good games. I'm going to go with Dragon Age Origins Awakening because it means I would have finished Dragon Age Origins, and I really wish I had. So that's that's and, my pick. And you didn't even have to, honestly. It actually was maybe even better if you hadn't finished Dragon Age Origins. <laughs> Why is that? Doesn't it... Just kind of create branching continuity gives, issues in it, your save it gives file. You, Huge it gives you the, yeah, it gives you the option to totally wreck on the ending. So, oh well, should I play it first? No, no. So I have to no. play it afterwards. That would make but even I'm less sense. I could, well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so it just and doesn't make sense either way. <laughs> I just screwed up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Awakening was fun. I liked Awakening. But it was, yeah, okay, never mind. I won't oh, get into it. I love, but, I love Dragon Age Origins a lot yeah. more. Alpha Protocol and 3D Dot Game Heroes are on that list for me as well, though, and I really do wish I had gotten around to those. Oh, yeah, 3 dot Game Heroes would probably be for me, too. Yeah. Hmm. Well, seeing, uh, Adrian, I'd say it's probably for you, seeing how your avatar on here is 3D Dot Game Heroes. I played Heroes. it. Yeah, he, he well, reviewed it, I believe. That's the thing with that. Oh, yeah, I did. It was it's a it's a fun game. It's uh, if you like uh, if you like Zelda and you like uh, I like the old Zeldas, like before yeah, well, Ocarina. Like the, I think Ocarina's like crap. Zeldas, so. If you like the old Zeldas, you'll love. It. Right. Guarantee that. Good. Oh no, I've I played it. And that's kind of getting us into our next category. That's it? right, best console exclusive RPG. So instead of saying 360 exclusive and PS3 exclusive, because that'd be like two games for each, and it just wouldn't be a big enough category. I've combined all the games that don't appear on, like, uh, PC and stuff like Which that. Which is only weird because you don't have a Best PC award. Oh, yeah, I would have had a Best PC award, but they were only multi-platform games that appear everywhere else. So, um, I mean, we may as well just pick overall, is, is what I figured there. Hey, Final there, Fantasy There 14. are no PC exclusive... Oh. Well, it's only weird that your Best <laughs> Console RPG doesn't have, like, Mass Effect 2 on it. It's a little weird. Well, but and res- Console exclusive. You don't... What console you did was you killed all the big Western RPGs because they come did. out with everything. I so you took did. Off Alpha I want to talk took... about. I want to talk about what only comes out on a console. What is what is best for just a console? That's 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 exactly what I was going for there. <laughs> if we you can want, get the multi-platform if you, stuff. Yeah, else. If you really want, we could do best multi-platform before best overall. But I have a feeling there's going to be a big overlap. <laughs> that's kind of why I didn't want to go there. <laughs> I can understand that. Yeah. Fair right. enough. I'll roll with it. Does I that just make think sense? It's a, a weird award. I, it's a no. weird show. I mean, we talked about best, you know, what publisher. Best console game that didn't come out on PC. I mean, award. this is a show that has a category for worst <laughs> move Ignition did this year. So, Well, um. let me help you. I think you. Did any of us play Yakuza 3? No. Nope. So right. Yakuza 3 is nope. gone. All right. Well, let me read through. I've got Fable 3, Alpha Protocol. Um,. Oh, that's right. I don't have Alpha Protocol. i got to delete right. that. That's not you exclusive. You have to take out every Western game because they all came out on PC. That's right, damn it. Fable yeah. 3, Final Fantasy 13, 3D Dot Game Heroes, Yakuza 3, Atelier Rorona, and Nier. And if Fable 3 can be the winner in this category, if Fable 3 is the winner in this category, I will, like, tear my ears off and <laughs> sign off the podcast immediately. All right, <laughs> so right you, off the uh, you know, I don't think I don't think you have to worry about that, Glenn. Uh, there's yeah. two games on this list that are still above it for me. Three, uh, actually. So. All right. So he, thought it, he thought it was Glenn saying that, too. That's yeah, that was, okay, that was Michael. <laughs> Michael, did you play Fable 3? I did play a little of Fable 3, yes. And what happened? I stopped playing Fable 3. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Why? Oh, I got... I don't even know how far... I got to where I had my sanctuary, I guess. Your the pause menu? one in the sky? Yeah, the one you press <laughs> okay. start and you just magically appear at. Okay. And that was almost enough. And the one thing oh, that, man. No, you only played one, it for like 30 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> and one thing that really drove me nuts about it was You didn't even having, get to Stephen Fry. Jeez. I played as much on this as I did Fable 2. Ooh. And, and that's a good I, game. Yeah. And... <laughs> I hated every single person you had to interact with. You had to go into a menu, and then you were in a sub-menu from there, and then you were backing out of that menu, and you had to back out two or three times just to talk to one person and to do something like hold their hand or fart on them or, you know, something stupid. Hold their hand while you fart on it. (laughs) You you didn't get far enough in Fable 3 to fart on people. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. (laughs) That's a skill you have to master. I am pretty no, sure I, there was. I think, you, I think you get the fart. You get you get the farting right away. It's, oh, it's one of the first you, ones. You, you, okay. you, have to, you have to unlock yeah, shaking someone's hand is what you have to no, unlock. No, Chris, it's in a treasure chest. You have to open a treasure chest to unlock things like farting and burping on people. <laughs> is it just a can of soda or something in the chest? How does that work? I wonder. Oh. <laughs> that unlocks. Oh, it's. Yeah. Can, we, can we just say we can remove Fable 3 from the list? All right, Yakuza yeah. 3 is out, like, and Fable 3 so. is out. All right, <laughs> so Final Fantasy 13 is that a best of the consoles? No. It's up there for me, so. All right, so okay. one person says yes. All right, two people. Uh, I'll, yeah, I won't. I enjoyed argue. it. I don't know if I'd, I'd give it best of, but this isn't my decision. 3D Dot Game Heroes. Uh, I think you can safely mm. remove that. It, it was yeah. fun, but it's not my game of the year. I'd put like dozens of different games I played this year over top of of that yeah. one. Wow, it got rated pretty so highly we, we for have that. Our, but... We have our final three. Well, then, there eh? was a lot of there were a lot of really good games this year. So okay. I think he'd put Arkwright's Fantasia above it too. Oh. So. No, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> go that far. <laughs> I mean, dozens. I mean, there weren't dozens of games that also got fours. Well, I guess they were all portables, and we already dealt with them. All right. All right, so fair enough. Yeah. Um, Atelier Rorona got a very high score. That would be my favorite game on this list. Okay, and didn't play it. Although Nier. I didn't like it, I didn't like it as much as Sam, but I still thought it was a great game. All right, and Near stays on. Yeah, um, Near is yeah. Near definitely. And yep. I want to ask: Are there anything? Is there anything I'm missing here? White Knight Chronicles. Just kidding. <laughs> Never speak again. Oh my gosh. Just kidding. <laughs> the epitome. I remember you and me having a fight. Over we were debating about who, whether or not it was worse. <laughs> I don't like that game as much as you. Uh, what are Is you that talking a two about? Or two point five. I don't know. How bad does it suck? <laughs> Okay. We were defending how we both hated the game equally as well, but we'd score it different. That was a very weird debate. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, that's, our, that's our nominees then. So how are we going to figure this one out? All right. I want some pro Final Fantasy 13 arguments. Or would neither uh, of you I'm rate it freaking... over the other two? <laughs> I'd still put Nier over it. I'd put Nier. I loved Final Fantasy 13, but I'd put Nier above it. Put near above it. What what killed it for you in Final Fantasy Thirteen that made you not? Oh, nothing. Nothing killed Final Fantasy Thirteen about. Uh, t- for me, I just liked near better. <laughs> okay, that's all. So you you were totally cool with all the linear stuff until the oh, part totally. where it got quote I, I, unquote I had a, good. I had a blast with Final Fantasy Thirteen. Yeah. Did you think that I was baloney it. about how when it gets to Grand Pulse, then it gets quote unquote good? 
No, um, what, I, what is absolutely crap is when they say it gets to Grand Pulse, it goes wide open. Because yeah. that's a bunch of crap. No, it gives you Does a, it it gives better? You a yes. Does it get wide open? It, no. No, it gives you a side quest, all right? It gives you a side quest. Go hunt monsters. And, like, people talk about, like, the whole game changes. They gave you a side quest. I don't understand that. That makes it sound like the rest of the game is pretty damn terrible if the side quest was the moment that everyone loved. I don't understand it at all. I mean, if you don't love the narrative, you don't love anything in that story. I mean, and even though it's not the best I'll agree with you. I I enjoyed the story. Yeah. He loves the battle system, right? Uh, Yeah. That's your favorite part of the battle system. I think Final Fantasy Fantasy XIII's battle system is the best battle system in the series and the best one this year. So it's the new Chrono Cross. Now, while I don't agree with it being the best final, best battle system in the series, I do agree that Final Fantasy XIII is a battle system. That's what the game is to me. Well, it's, <laughs> it's a battle a simulator battle with some cutscenes. I, <laughs> I really did enjoy the battle system. I didn't mind the linearity, you know, the exploration stuff I don't really do anyways. It could have used a little bit of padding that was worth it. But the narrative, which normally isn't something that really hits me hard, is what really got pushed away pushed me away from the game mm-hmm. and i didn't think it was horrible so you couldn't i thought talk- it was just kind of middling because of the narrative all right show of hands the, who could handle the three michael oh. you yes the three? i did i did who can handle vanille's voice mm. Vanille, okay here's no. the, here's the weird thing about vanille okay <laughs> vanille's voice is absolutely atrocious in the first 10 hours and then yeah. it gets better i yes, don't know why yeah that, is it like true. a writing thing all of their, all their voices get up. better no, no, they get she more does. comfortable. I, I, I think she learns how to act. Yeah, like, I think that, well, that's what I think. It is. Well, a lot of times when <laughs> you're acting, far. when you're acting, you will grow into the character over time. And I think what happens is they must have recorded the dialogue in that game in order, or seemingly in order. Now, here, here's what happened. Yes, and I agree with that. And she went from going, "Oh my god, this is the most absurd dialogue I've ever had to read," to finally just saying, oh, "I don't care. I'm just going to do it." <laughs> And I think it got better because of that. She she relaxed and it became more more natural. I mean, it's just an Australian accent, right? Yeah. And and I don't know why people yeah. think that's so annoying. It's like you're saying Australians are annoying, but and um, I'm pretty sure that's like her natural voice. Is she not Australian? Uh, it wasn't. It wasn't the voice that's annoying. It's it, it it's the uh, the it's the inflection that she uses in the first ten hours of the game is yeah. Off. yeah. It, it no, doesn't it is. sound it doesn't sound natural. Well, yep. Well, if, there's if lots you guys of different. Oh, go ahead, if Roy. Played, um, if you've ever played Final Fantasy VIII, Vanille's voice is what you would expect Sylphie to sound like. It's that happy, low-go-lucky character that annoys the shit at everyone. <laughs> <laughs> so, Roy, have you played Thirteen? Yes, I have. And what are your thoughts now? You've been quiet. Um, We've been talking on, over. On, when it comes to Thirteen, 13's battle system, I absolutely loved. Um, when it comes to turn-based battles, especially Final Fantasies, I think it is an excellent evolution of the ATB bar. I think it's ten times better than what they did with 12. On, on that, though, um, when people were complaining about how linear the game was, if you really stop and think about it, though, is there any such thing as a non-linear Final Fantasy game? All it really did differently from a, diff- a normal Final Fantasy game in terms of linearity is you didn't have a world map. And if you really stop to think about it, you'll realize it's only slightly more linear than 10 was. Now, that I'll I, give you. I, 10 and the people that developed 13 are pretty much the people that were behind 10 and 10-2. Mm. 
So that really does kind of justify I, it. I I'm, will I'm say not that buying that. I'm not buying that because in 10 you get an airship and you can move around wherever you want, and it doesn't really open up for you in Later. 13. There's no towns well, in 13. You 13? get the airship when there's like two hours left in the game, and it's still like yep. there's a right place to go. It's still linear. And there's really no really purpose. Well, you could... Pet- well, couldn't you teleport or something? I remember moving around in that game. You could teleport, but the only real reason you'd want to is to recruit Blitzball people and revisit temples to unlock Anima. That was the only thing you'd really well, want to teleport to Then maybe to it's do. just the illusion of freedom, and that's what it's missing. That's yeah. what 13 had, is 13 really... It wasn't that it wasn't any more or less linear than any other games. It's that the stages that you were on were seriously a path. It, it was, was a no, corridors. It was all corridors. And, and honestly, I didn't care. You know, that didn't bother me because I hate, you know, going down a huge branching path that leads you to nothing or a chest with a potion in it or some crap like that. But, but you can't deny that the first five to ten hours, you really are just uh, following a it's, path. It's more like 20 it's to 25. It's, it's, but, it's, it's, yeah, I'd say it's the first 30 hours, yeah. actually. Uh, but, I, played the game for 40, I played the game for 45 hours. First ten, it took me ten to get to chapter 11 it took me wow. 15 to get through chapter 11 you and then another fast. five or wow. so to get beyond okay. that that was a lot yeah, faster than fast. i played it <laughs> so same here yeah, you, you, you played it a lot faster than i did but i would have loved to have one of the things you do in other final fantasies at least most um is revisit places and you have a pl- and the places sometimes change over time and they don't give you that here. There's no real reason to go back to a place. Well, um, There's it, no it, growth or change. It, it, it doesn't feel like a world. I would have loved to go back to the Disney World place, for example, and have some new things going on and that sort of stuff. I think that would have well, been um, Disney World. Well, the, <laughs> the, the main thing that Thirteen did differently from other Final Fantasy games in terms of the linearity of it is all it really did was it took out the window dressing. Hmm. I think I had plenty it, of window it, dressing. <laughs> that was a damn beautiful well, I'm, game. I'm, I'm talking- well, I'm talking about in terms of, like, it took out the towns and whatnot, but if you really think about it, if you go back to, like, 10, for example, um, 10's a really good comparison for you. You did most of your shopping at 10 and save points, too. Yeah. And you, you only did a shopping in 10 at towns, like, maybe two or three times in the game. You did the vast majority of it at save points, too. Well, I think there, only are, I think there are only two or three t- towns in the game, aren't there? I mean, there's... In, there's, in there's which game? Which game? 10 or 13? In, in 10. Oh, okay. ten in ten. There's yeah, like, there, there's the one in the villa in the in the Persaid, forest. There's the there's Persaid, there's yeah. uh, whatever it's called, and uh, and Guadalupe then there's the Comlands. Other than that, no, there's no other town. There's the one in the forest area where Seymour's from. That's what I'm talking oh, about. Oh, Guadalupe, whatever. Okay, Guadalupe, mom. Yeah, there's uh, a place where you do bits ball. Is that that's not Persaid. Oh, no. Luca. Okay, Luca. So there's, there's lots of places. There's there's and more there's the place in the mountains with all the blue people. There's the Bronzo town. And so the best console exclusive non PC RPG is Final, Final Fantasy, Fantasy X. X. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I let y'all go for about ten minutes of talking that's about okay. that's what I want to talk about. So All right. is it the best console exclusive non PC RPG in y'all three's minds over these other two? Me, I would go with Nier. I still, I I go with Nier as well, personally. Alright, Roy, did you play all three of these? Um I only played a little bit near, but I would say that I would go with the 13 over 13. Near. Did you play, did anybody play Rorona other than 7th? Nope. No, it was just, no. just me and Sam. I think I played a little played bit of a demo of it, like, last year and, in NIS, but that was Can it. you sell us would, on Rorona, do you think, 7th? Can you tell us why we should pick it over 13, for example? Or near? Well, <laughs> well I was going to say, I thought my argument would have to be comparing it to near. I did like it more than near, but... 
Um, Michael and Adrian like Nier more than I did, so I'm I with Nier winning, but I think Rorona would be two, and then Final Fantasy thirteen. Well, well, sell us on Rorona, period, then. <laughs> what What was oh, good about that? So, uh, so the, it goes back to the older Atelier games, the same as Annie did. It's not like Iris. Iris was more like a typical linear JRPG. Annie uh-huh. and Rorona, they're more simulation games where you run around town doing tasks, and sometimes you have to go out and harvest and get minerals. So there's... It's a, it's a sim, and you're constantly multitasking and planning what to do next. You have deadlines of when you can finish things. Most tasks in the game take days off the deadline, and uh, the localization is great. The characters are really funny, and about anything you're doing in the game, it made me laugh a lot. I, I laugh easily, but Verona, there were a lot of good games this year that made me laugh, but like Verona's localization would be next to like Death's Bank or, or Nier or um, New Vegas when it was trying to be funny, but like Verona was a very funny, well-localized game. So, I, I liked everything about Rorona. I thought it was a great game. Does it it's, have uh, a battle system then? Or I mean, does it not? No, they did not much to speak of. It's just a. I mean, it's like the same battle system as Dragon Quest, really. Okay. It's just a. It's just a solid. Is the that point during of Arona, the tasks that you do, or? Yeah, the point of Rorona is the tasks. Like you, uh, you take tasks to make the town people like you. You take tasks to make your party members like you. You have a, every three months you have to do a project, or that you get a game over, and then on top of that, you go out exploring the different areas. Okay. And there's really not enough time to do everything in the game unless you have a walkthrough and you know what to do. So is this so, standing out because it's a simulation game and we don't usually get those, or is there something that does that's kind of above and beyond what you normally see? Is it just that localization? For me, I'm a sucker for sim mechanics. Okay. Any game that has good sim mechanics, I, I like simulations. So Verona, for me, would be a step above other games because I personally like sims. Okay. But the, I mean, it is an RPG. The battle system's RPG with character levels and equipment and whatnot, and all your equipment you make through alchemy. You're constantly creating your own items through alchemy. So there's no, like, shop where you buy items, really. You make your own items, and then you register the item at the shop, and you can buy it later. Okay. So everything you use in the game is something you made, and you, you know, within the mechanics of the game, you designed it, sort of. So if you want a high-quality piece of armor, you have to make high-quality cloth, which is it's easier to do than what I've heard. It sounds like MMO, MMOs are. But you would make yeah. your own cloth, and then go to the armorer and make your own equipment. And then put it on people. Well, mostly in an MMO, you have a chance of breaking whatever you're working on, and you have <laughs> no. You have to it, make it, everything sounds, every time. Sim- here, here, you could just buy your materials after you made them once. That's huge in simplifying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's 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 simpler. So I don't, so, I don't. It's tough but, to compare to Near because what Near did really well, you know, Near was Near is a different game. Verona's okay. not that different. It's more of a, it's a combination of sim and a traditional JRPG. All right. So and, you, oh, oh, go I'll, ahead, Michael. Just, I haven't. I haven't oh. played. I sorry. Right, I haven't ahead, played Adrian. Verona, but I, I did. I did. I did play uh, Annie. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I believe they're they're fairly similar, right? But, yeah, they are. Yeah. Well, um, I'm just going to argue against Verona here because, um, personally, I did not like Annie. Uh, it, it's cute. I, I agree. The localization was top notch for Annie. Uh, and I'm sure it's top notch for Verona as well. I don't doubt it. Uh, Nissa does a great job. But honestly, I just. I don't like the way the, mecha- uh, the game's mechanics are built. I-, I-, I think they're fundamentally flawed in a lot of ways, particularly the way uh, the passage of time is handled. Um, and I honestly compare it to the way Persona 3 handles the passage of time. There's, there's no control. Um, if you go out into the field, time passes automatically based on how many uh, like steps you take. And if you, if you need to find, uh, like, collect materials and things like that, it it's passes way too quickly and it's way it, way too easy to like lose days weeks at a time just in one area uh i 
think I think the game would have been better overall if it had a, a pass a, a system where like you go out into a, an area and that's t- that's a day or two days or whatever, and that's they how fixed, long it takes, takes there no matter how long. That's how oh, Verona's set up. Yeah, it's not by how many steps you take in the environment. It's a set number of days when you walk into the environment. You can take as long as you want exploring it. Because you're right, that was a pain in Annie, but they fixed oh. it in Verona. Okay, in that case, I have no arguments against the game. <laughs> Actually, yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah, here, Atelier Verona. Verona right. <laughs> really was a better game than Annie. For, for me, because I, I did play all of Annie, Verona was a much better paced game overall. Annie, I got annoyed because I would have like all these tasks I was trying to keep track of, and it kept interrupting me with cutscenes every two seconds. And they were funny, but like if I'm trying to memorize four or five things in my head and I need to make sure I do all these things before the time limit, I don't want to see ten cutscenes while I'm trying to do the four things. And Verona did a much better job of not interrupting me and not stealing time away from me, which Annie did, which was uh, a little annoying. I own both of those games, so now I know how to play Annie first. Why you won't play Annie first? Because it's worse. Because it's worse. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it'd be I'd never get through it then if I played Verona first. Yeah, Verona's better. And yeah. Sam felt the same way. She thought Verona was better paced too, and the all-around better. She's game. the one who Annie told me to buy so. Annie. <laughs> all right. She and she, she liked Annie, Annie a lot, and she liked Verona even more. All right. So last I checked, we've got two votes for Near, one vote for Verona, and one vote for Thirteen. Right. Yep. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I think so, yeah. I can't see... Well, I can't really pick, but I can't see 13 winning best. I'm I'm shocked we're doing this, but the winner of best console exclusive RPG is near Suck It Internet. Wait. How <laughs> really? How is that? Why do you for doing that? We all like near. Okay. But, yeah, uh, because of the internet. Because uh, of the internet. All right. So, all right. The internet so is near. stupid. All right. The internet is wrong. I'll take Suck It Internet out. I'll be like... The internet, you, internet doesn't like near, or is it just reviewers didn't like near? A few were on the internet, aren't when they? It first came out. Yeah, right. There were people when the game first came out. People bashed it, like joystick and a lot of people destructoid did. and places like that. Bashed it, it. It just got written but, off at that point. So a lot of people who I would rely on to try it later and uh, let us know that it was better, they didn't even ever get around to trying it. I don't Adrian, think. don't you talk to other staff members? Adrian played it. Yeah, I, I bought it. I know so RP Gamer is an exception to that, but that's one <laughs> oh, okay. of the few that I've noticed. Because I, Adrian convinced that's me. That's the thing. I would have written off that game. Yeah, I would have yeah, written the game had... off originally, but uh, Matt sent me a review copy, and it's my best, favorite game of the year. It, okay. It's a shocker. I never would have played it if I hadn't gotten a review copy. Even though Atelier Verona fixes the problems with Annie? <laughs> I haven't played it, so I don't know. <laughs> right. I, I, I've here's... got Glenn's word on this here, and I'm, what, I'm probably going to go play it now. I'm probably going to have to I, play all, it. All I promise is it's better than Annie. <laughs> here, here's my test. I don't, I don't like Sims, and I don't like action RPGs, but I like Nier, so I'm going to give that a nod. 13 is that. not an action RPG. No, I'm saying so action like, RPG as in Nier is an action RPG. Oh, you do like, and okay. That's right, because you like 7 like, as well. All right. Yeah. Got and, it, got it. Hey, 1UP gave Nier an A+. How do you know, like, action You loved these. I'm sorry, did you add? I'm confused now. Who? I said I said one up gave near an A plus. How did you not? Mi- how did you miss that? Yeah, I, I kind of blocked them out. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Did they? Does, does anyone really care oh, what one up okay, thinks anymore? Heard. Something screwed <laughs> up. Oh, one up. Chris oh, you does. said one up. Oh, um, Chris cares about one up. No, they no, fired they gave, everybody they, I care about. They gave it a C minus, and but it says <laughs> A plus on the side. Who cares? The, um, this isn't one up awards. There's so a lot of people. It? Let's not get into it. The most recent would be Rob. That Rob, the guy who was doing the sound test and stuff. And if you're listening to this podcast, and you work for One Up. Chris hates I mean, you and no longer reads your site because of you. Uh, 
actually, I do still read their site because their news blog is useful. Um, and I think he means Ray. So apparently, you didn't like Roy. Right, or Roy. Rob, that that you said Rob. <laughs> what did I say? R- said RBD on Twitter. Gosh. Okay. What is it? What's his name? I can't do. Help me. Ray. Is Ray Ray Barnholt? Bar- Thank you. I liked him. Not not Rob. They light him okay. off, and it pissed me off because of the crappy people they have working in place of him. He wouldn't agree because he'd be nice and polite, but I'm not nice and polite. So, everybody knows that, and that's why, just like what I just said, what is the moment you... I just had one of these right now. What is the moment you were relieved no one else was in the room to see? Oh, I'll take this one first. The problem with mine was that everyone was in the room to see it, but what... Who's going to take what this was first? Yours? No, I want to hear yours first. I need to hear Chris's. Right now, story. me putting my foot in my mouth about one-up people. Oh, so uh, yeah. what, yeah, what about Roy? Funny. Roy, did you have one of these? Oh, um, the one I was definitely glad no one was in the room for was definitely uh, watching through the, uh, playing through the Mass Effect 2 sex scenes. <laughs> <laughs> I could see that. All right. How many sex scenes did you get in one playthrough? <laughs> Was there a lot of save file reloading and then banging a different person? What the heck? They're like, I want to see all of them naked, so I'm just going to save my file now. They, they, I, I want a refund for the for the Tali scene. Oh my gosh! Well, let me just say, you can, you can, if you use the right cheats, you can get them all. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So Mass Effect Two sex scenes from Roy. What do we, Michael? Do you have one? Yes, I'm going to go with any scene from near that had Kaine in it and her <laughs> never-ending uh, expletives. Kanye? Like Kanye West? Kaine. Oh, how do I spell that? K-A-I-N-E. The girl was wearing the bustier. And that's it? That's all she was wearing? Yeah. Yep. So, what did she do that was so embarrassing? Just what what she wore or what she said? Do you, do you own near everything she no. says? No, I didn't buy. Near. Okay, I was about to say if you, if you own near, just bring up the intro. Just, yeah. <laughs> the start, start screen. You even press start to begin the game. It yeah. starts off with this huge dialogue of her just cussing up one side and down the other, and I guess this isn't really something that is a matter. Of, seen as much as hearing but uh, I mean, you know the intro video before you even start lets you know to clear the house of all conservative and possibly offended people that might be in your house <laughs> yeah though <laughs> so. no, I can totally see the Mass Effect 2 scenes being as well not nearly as bad as Persona 3 was for me playing through one boss when I was sitting here and you know, the in-laws came in and I was fighting a boss in Persona 3 that uh Whichever the first boss you fought that had her legs in the air and was just you know shooting things at you, so <laughs> it's it it doesn't top that. But that was a couple of years ago, so that doesn't win. Okay. Let me put it this way, Chris. When uh, when Michael was playing near, I challenged him to get one kind of quote from the game that he could put on index. Just mm-hmm. one thing she said that was funny <laughs> that could go on rpgamer.com, You know that wouldn't be offensive. He did. He found one. It's not her funniest it, it, line, but it is a it sentence that has no curse words in it. And it was hard to find. <laughs> <laughs> that might explain that really weird quote I saw on Index the other day. Yeah. But the, I, see, when I played it, I tried to give Mac one. It was uh, Kaine's talking to uh, a book in the game, and she says, if you had genitals, I would so chop them off right now. 
So I gave that to Mac. I was like, he can put this on index. And he said, I'm not, not putting that on the site. Okay. Oh, here we go. I've got the video up. I'm going to listen to the string of part when he hits oh, no. start. Let's see. Come on. Say it. Yeah. Press it. Oh, he doesn't tell me. What the heck's up with these videos? Show me the swearing. I hate these things. All right. What video? Oh, I, just, I found a YouTube of it. You're watching a YouTube video of the did intro. You just type in, did you just type in near intro? Near start screen. And yeah, it was a review. And he's like, it, it starts up with a string of profanities and blah, 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 blah. And then he cuts to a different scene in the game. It's like, what the heck? He teases it and doesn't show it to me. Oh, well. He must, wanna, he want, must wanna save it for me so I don't ruin it. He doesn't wanna spoil it for me. I think it had F bombs in it. Oh, I mean, it is. Oh, it has Rated several. in for a reason, huh? <laughs> several. Yeah. But it was embarrassingly profane, right? It was just like, I couldn't have played that with my mother sitting there. She would have. Like, <laughs> would you just play kid, most like, RPGs with your mom sitting there, really? <laughs> uh, well, well, I was looking for a job after college. I was living wow. at home and playing games around her, yeah. Oh, she must have loved that. Why aren't you out looking for a job? Uh, yeah, every hour of every day. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Adrian, do you have a pick for us? Honestly, I don't. I couldn't, I can't think of anything. Nothing. Nothing that embarrassed you of any nothing. game, even Arcry's Fantasia. Nothing that, stand, nothing that stands out to me. So I even in Arcry's? Oh my gosh. Okay. There's nothing, there's nothing horrible in Arcry's that... In fact, I showed that off because it was so bad. It's hilarious. So you, so you were disappointed there weren't more people in your room while you were playing some of these games. All right. Glenn, do you have one? Uh, yeah, I was going to say uh, Mass Effect 2 Sex with Tally. Because of just the in awkward general, dialogue or just the idea? Of... Yeah, both. Sex okay. scenes in general, I think, would be a weird thing to have non-gamers in the room and being like, what in the hell are you doing? But my thing with Tally was, like, after you do her, and the next morning you're like, are you okay? And she's like, yeah, I'll take antibiotics for the next few days and be sick, but it was worth it. Like, no, <laughs> other people are not allowed to be in the game or watching you play a game or I have sex with someone that needs to take antibiotics to not die. <laughs> Yeah, thanks to you, I'll have a headache and a runny nose, but eh, the least hot sex in the world. You don't see her face. I'm going to save you guys the time. You don't see her face. It's so annoying. Tease. Uh, he he gets to see it, but not you. That I love the, uh, the memes that have gone around because of that, too. Oh, those really? are hilarious. The, yeah, the meme those are good. images. Oh, of what her face is? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, they, yeah, they play, plaster something else into it, like uh, Shepard's face or Rex's face. They, they, they plaster Rex's face, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then they change Shepard's face to some... Uh, yeah, when he puts the rent mask some... back on, probably. <laughs> let's, let's just and and they did, then they just bring in the dialogue and it just has the same, Shepard, Rex... <laughs> yeah, that's for Mass Effect 1. All right. So I'm going to say the winner of this category is Mass Effect 2 Sex Scenes. Indeed. Yes. Um, with Kanye. With Kanye. Uh, no. All right. Best downloadable game. All right. So here we go. I've got four, four, four nominees here. First one is Epic Dungeon for the uh, Xbox Live Indies. Any reason why you have Death Spank 1 and not Death Spank 2? Uh, it's just, just Death Spank the concept. I mean, because they're the same game. Okay. I mean, that's, that's what everybody the said. Game, they're the yeah. same game. <laughs> it's like, if you get tired of the f- of it, the first one, don't bother with the second one, because it's more of the same. Anyway, Epic Dungeon, Breath of Death 7, The Beginning, also on Xbox Live Indies, Death Spank, and Vandal Hearts Flames of Judgment. 
So. What about that item shop game that Sam played? Rest of Tear? Thought, All right. Yeah, I thought people that played that liked that. Yeah, didn't we didn't it. give it a four. That's why I didn't leave it on here, but I'm happy to add it. I, I haven't played it, so it may get vetoed really quick. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I just... I think I it, it was probably right, a good so it's pick, off the list. But I haven't played it, <laughs> but it, <laughs> it was on the list for a while. All right. <laughs> I think I think it deserves some mention, definitely. But uh, anything else I, I should add on here that we don't got? Uh, um, iPhone stuff, Puzzle Chronicles, Infinity Blade, maybe. Does anybody Infinity. like that? Yeah, Infinity, Infinity Blade. Blade the most I haven't heard of that. Oh, it's an iPhone it game. Mentioned. That's why. But yeah. It's an iPhone, oh, iPad game. I love that game. It's like Punch Out for RPGs. Um, what about West? Did not, any of us play that? <laughs> um, <laughs> let's see. After Sam's no, review, I don't think anyone played that one. Yes. So hey, winner, Nick's no such thing is bad West. publicity. All right. So all right. Uh, I think that's pretty bad publicity. What else do we have for iOS? Puzzle Quest. Two. None of us are going to pick anything from iOS other than Fast R. <laughs> Fastar yeah. is awesome. Fastar was fun. <laughs> you liked it though. Okay, I didn't. I didn't get the impression people liked it. It was cute. It. Okay, it was cute. Mm. All right, all right, fair enough. Cute. Um, the shortest cute. RPG ever made. <laughs> was it? <laughs> okay. Anything well, I should cut here? Um, Epic Dungeon, Breath of Death, Seven, Death's Bank, and Vandal Hearts, and Infinity Blades. So, um, you could add Cthulhu Saves the World to that as well. Um, I don't. Did any of you finish that in last year? I've been. Uh, it, it you finished it on 26th. December thirtieth or twenty sixth. No, I didn't finish it before the end of the year, but it's finished now, and it came out before the end of the year. Yeah, just a couple days before it's the so end of the year on the twenty sixth. Yeah. I yeah, almost figured that he didn't time his release schedule for the RP Gamer end of year awards. And, well, very most well. people's end of year awards. I, I would almost count that towards next year, but all right, we'll bump I can that add that into two thousand eleven. Yeah, that'll be fine. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, hopefully we can remember that. Uh, all right. So Epic Dungeon, Breath of Death, Death Spank, Vandal Hearts, Infinity Blade. I'm going to say, Van- well, would you guys agree Vandal Hearts probably not going to win the category? No. I, I didn't get to play it. Honestly, so. I've only played one game on this list. So Same. Oh, I've played two, but I don't really want to see Vandal Hearts win anything. I don't think it should win. Um, <laughs> I can help. I, I'll give you guys an assist here. It's, it's not a best of. It was solid, but not a best of. Yeah. All right. Breath of Death 7. Yes. Everyone that, like that? That would be my Who pick. Who played it? Um, That's my pick. Okay. Um, Epic Dungeon. Who played that? Anybody? Sam did. I tried to so demo nobody, all right. it Well, out. nobody played it. So now we're down to three. All right. Breath of Death 7, Death Spank, and Infinity Blade. Um, I'm going to guess seventh. You're going to pick Death Spank, right? I won't rave about it. I got tired of it before it ended, but I would pick Death Spank. Well, what was good it was about fun. it? The the scripts, the voice acting, mm-hmm. the colors. <laughs> Was the voice actor the same guy who does Captain Quark in the Ratchet games? Or is this a different guy? I haven't played the Ratchet games, and I'm bad at recognizing voice actors. Death Spank's gameplay was too simple for me. I got tired of it by the end, but the world and the humor and the the script and localization were, well, you know, it was written in English. But, you know, the dialogue was great. So I mostly played it just to hear the next funny voice acting bit. Okay. Roy or Adrian, do you have an opinion here? Well, um, well, my only me, opinion. Why did I, I ask both Death people? Right. I love it, so. <laughs> right. Adrian goes with Death Spank, and anything you want to add to what Seven said about it? Um, I, I didn't get tired of the gameplay he did the way he did, but uh, I love action RPGs, and I also love Diablo, so it kind of 
it was my sort of game. Do you guys think the sequel was I too much that. too soon? I too got soon, yes. Thing by the too end, much, so I no. didn't play the sequel. Okay. Right. Oh, so the sequel had um, some of the... Okay. I, I think in a lot of ways the sequel is funnier than the first one. Oh. All right, Roy, yeah, what's your I, opinion I, on here? I would definitely agree with Adrian on that, that the sequel was definitely funnier. Um, I would go with Death Bank. Vandal Hearts was okay, but Death Bank takes the cake. Yeah, right. its gameplay was a little simple and it got boring, but the humor really carried the day on Death Bank. Oh, I'm sorry, Michael. It looks like Death Spank's going to win this one. That's all right. I all tried right. the demo out, and I agree with Seventh, just, except I think my time was at least a lot less. There were better downloadable games elsewhere, period, just non-RPGs is what I would say for this category, sadly. But we're only covering the RPG, so Pac-Man can't win this. Um, uh, anybody of you guys oh, play well, that? Actually, that yeah. so fun. I would <laughs> My favorite downloadable game is Tetris. Like, <laughs> no, no, no. Pac-Man Championship Edition DX 7th. Did you play that? Oh no. my god, get the demo. Try that. No. Good. I'd even go with Game Dev Story <laughs> over that. Oh, Game Dev yeah, Story. I, I, I wish that counted. I wish that, that counted. Awesome. Oh. I just wish yeah, I could... I, I wish that game didn't get the... old. And that game gets old. It needs more. They need like the full Japanese oh, version to come out here. They're working on a sequel, so... I think they are working on a sequel, yeah. yeah. Hopefully it'll be, like, the full the PC thing. version the first they play have. Through is a, the first playthrough is a blast. The second playthrough, you end up sort of tapping yourself too early. And uh, it's it, yeah. less enjoyable. I mean, you can get all the special characters, but the the um, the PC version of that game is free. problem is it's all in Japanese. Oh. So, yeah. And it, like, has way more stats, so you can get way more in-depth with it. Uh, what were you going to say, Roy? Uh, I was going to say that I was actually surprised you didn't include the two Ophelian games. For... Uh, they didn't. I don't think they got rated, so I didn't include them. Um, um, the yeah. first one get... did by uh, Sam, and she didn't rate it very well. Yeah, that, that must yeah. have been the issue. Oh, yeah, I got a two. So that's why I didn't include it. it. <laughs> Do you guys think it should be People on here? Saying this. No. no. Second Can we talk about it's terrible uh, downloadable it, games? It wasn't better than Death Bank, no. <laughs> okay, all right. So it stays off. <laughs> All right. Breath of Death's better than a Falion too. Michael, did you play Cladoon? This is an RPG. Uh, barely. Enough to hate it? Uh, no, <laughs> enough to consider it boring. All right. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say I hated it, but I didn't. It just. Eh, it was meh. It was like Fable Three. Meh. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It didn't hold my interest. Meh. All right, so let's get into our next category, moment that almost made you want to quit gaming. What moment in an RPG almost made you want to stop playing games overall? Who's got an answer for this one? I do. I don't know who said that. You can call us. I do. All right, Michael, please. The moment that most made me want to quit gaming this year was Valkyria Chronicles 2. Playing through that and... Realizing two things, not that it was a bad game, because it, it wasn't a great game. It was by no means as good as the first one. It had some fun things, but uh, Avon's voice acting in that game almost made me want to quit gaming because it was so obnoxious and so repetitive. And the fact that they took something that was as much fun and original and soulful and just enjoyable as the original Valkyria Chronicles and just made a horrible copy-pasted multiplayer wannabe sequel to it and it yeah 
Ouch. Just so they made, you, you the, moment, the moment you hated the most was from the design meeting when they first planned it <laughs> to the final product. <laughs> I, think, I think it would too. be his realization that that's what they did to the game is probably when he was just so sad. Okay, here, here's the bigger overall thing for me yeah. is that they had a PSP title, and this has happened more than once now, a developer seems to think, well, it's on the PSP. We have to do this to it. We have to cut this out of it. We have to add multiplayer, but local-only multiplayer. And we have to do this, that, and the other. And it happened with Valkyria Chronicles. Oh. oh. It, uh... Some... oh, oh I didn't what? realize oh. you guys were editing this. I'm sitting Did here you like... spill coffee in your lap? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm no, watching right. things appear on this line, and I didn't know where they came from. Somebody yeah, fixed my me. fix. <laughs> Somebody fixed my fix of Yvonne because I fixed uh, it I back. Um, <laughs> and it's just, you know, it's like they don't get it. And that's the worst part is everything I've seen that they're doing with Valkyria Chronicles 3 seems to be like the right direction to go in. Ah. But it seemed like a, just a horrible cash-in, and I was just thinking, you know, if they're going to take all the good games that come out and do this to it, I just don't care. I just don't care. But thankfully, I got over it and I'm fine now, so... Yeah, you sound really over it. <laughs> did you finish it? Yes, I did. This I is more it. like the moment you... really was the entire yeah, game. Yeah, I think you just picked your most disappointing game of the year and used it here. But all right, I'll, I'll let it slide. But no, I had because we don't have that, that category. Oh, really? I had a, yeah, <laughs> others that were more disappointing for me. Maybe Two others I can think of specifically. So I might, maybe I should add that category. I'll see how we're doing for time later. All right, Adrian. Did you have a moment that almost made um, you want to quit gaming? It's it's not so much one moment as it's the general year as a whole. <laughs> wow! Um, it's when it's, it, it's when you're trying to out my... Mac. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's the fact that three of the best games I've played this year got slammed by critics across the web. I'm talking about Final Fantasy 13, Near, and Alpha Protocol, and it just you I know when, when you see. Three fanta- games that I think are fantastic, just getting panned over and over again. And when you're employed as a game critic yourself, it kind of makes you question your own taste, you know? Mm-hmm. And, it, and that's the big thing, just, too. I totally agree with you on that, Adrian. And especially because of these other sites that took other games that were equally as crappy and... <laughs> Just look at the love that uh, deadly, deadly premonition, a non-RPG. Oh, the the critics look, didn't didn't really like that. That was that was like Neo Gaff had a thread that really liked that. And look some at people Destruct- who follow Destructoid that. especially. Oh, and... Destructoid no, doesn't no. count. Destructoid no, and Joystick and Kotaku aren't gaming journalists. Chris, there was more than one place that had Deadly Premonition as like a pet favorite. Yeah. I read but it that's more None of the sites place. I follow. But, <laughs> but that's the thing I'm talking about is the blogs that just shouldn't be taken seriously for reviews anyways, yeah. but are. Yeah, and that's they the are. thing is yeah. they are this year and yeah. that's been the big problem. Gaming journalism is the biggest disappointment of the year. <laughs> Potentially. <Yeah>. Uh, <laughs> God, and if you read the most, if you read this article that just came out today in the Wall Street Journal online, then you would totally agree that what this happened? year's not gotten much better. What happened? Okay, total off-topic thing, but the Wall Street Politics. Journal took a list of games that were the unsung heroes from 2009. 
Bayonetta. from 2000 from 2010. Un- no, 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 <laughs> okay. no. Oh, this this is this is real classic right here. Oh, I right. need to pull this up. But they took the unsung heroes from 2010, and oh, where is the link? I mean, this. Oh, yeah. I can't even find it right this second. But Hold you on, I've, got, so I've, got, I've got the li- I've got the list coming up right now. Give me a second. Um, it looks like what the frick? God of War yeah. and Mass Effect? Yes, Fallout New Vegas, Mass Effect Two, Gran Turismo, God of War Three, Tiger Woods, Star Wars Unleashed, Goldeneye, <laughs> Super Street Fighter Four, Dance Central. You know, Gran Turismo Five. And These are the unsung heroes. The biggest games this year, in other words. <laughs> All the Game of the Year winners are the unsung heroes. And just look, this is a Wall Street Journal. They leave out heavy rain. That's my favorite part. It is a Wall Street Journal article that uses the word sucktastic. <laughs> All right, I got Fallout New Vegas, Dance Central, Mass Effect 2, Grand Turismo 5, Super, Super Street Fighter 4, I might actually agree with. That one I might actually agree with. God of War 3. GoldenEye, Tiger Woods PGA Tour. No one was talking about that. That's actually true. And Star Wars: The Force Unleashed too. Yeah, that people hate. Which was it. horrible. Yeah. I'll, take, I'll also say if he's going for unsung, the three he has for we are actually unsung games. No, GoldenEye. No I've them. been hearing a lot about actually. I thought they didn't like GoldenEye. Uh, that's debatable. Possible. Somebody went out and said it's better than Halo, and everybody railed on him. Yeah, that was funny. So if you go with what Adrian said. The state of game journalism, considering this guy probably got paid for that to article. write this article, Daniel Dumas or whatever his name yeah. is, du- Dumas. Sorry. Is it actually Dumas? Yeah, it is. That has to be a pen name. <laughs> so. Wall okay. Street Journal. This is why I hate going to the mainstream mainstream media for video game stuff. As much as I hate the video game media so sometimes. my local newspaper that no one would have heard of did the best games of 2010, and yeah. they actually had near in the top five. It was wow, actually a quality article. Awesome. It shocked the hell wow. out of me. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, had, it was like Mass Effect 2, but it had, it had near in the top five. I was like, that, 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 I, I like that. Nice. That's pretty cool. <laughs> oh, Roy, do you have a moment that almost made you want to quit gaming? Yes, for me, it would be the fact that... Uh, Square Enix had the goal to take front mission and make it a third-person shooter. <laughs> I preach on. Yes. And Enough I, said, I'm, man. I'm, Enough I'm, said. <laughs> but if you look at the other stuff they've come out with, or that they're coming out with, like Mindjack, ever since then, you can see that they have no clue what the West wants. Gun Loco. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, I'm so worried about that. Oh, yeah. All right, Glenn, uh, take us home. Do you have a moment? Oh, what, what's that, Adrian? I said at least we still have Deus Ex to look forward to. Oh, yep. That's one thing yep. they're doing right. Yep. Well, Adrian, it's Dungeon Seas 3. Yeah. All right, Glenn, do you have a, do you have a pick for us? That's Obsidian that's doing that, too. So. Okay. I, I have a game for sure to pick the moment in it. So uh, I liked it overall, but Shin Megami Tensei Strange Journey had some moments in the last third of the game that made me want to never play it or any other dungeon crawler or any other DS game again. Like there's a, so there's a mini map in it. There's a maze late in the game that is so convoluted that even the mini map isn't enough that I had, I had first time in my life, I had to draw a map by hand for a game that had a map in it because <laughs> I needed to keep track. 
and I, I referenced it in the review, but it's like there's a map full of warps, but the minimap doesn't really know where the warps go, and it's so complex that I couldn't memorize it. So I had to draw the entire map of the level out with warps <laughs> and where they went to. Dude, does it give you an old school feeling like you're playing? Um, but uh, it's not supposed to. It's supposed yeah. to be like boom map. You didn't appreciate Done. it. All right. <laughs> so that that's that's where I would. And later on, one of the. The final dungeon was way too long. And, and it I got just, you so upset that you thought about not gaming anymore. Wow. I, I You know, I don't know. If well, I hadn't been reviewing thing. the game... Yeah. Well, first of all, if I was playing the game for fun, I would have gone online and found a walkthrough. But it wasn't out yet in America. Uh-huh. And I don't read Japanese that well. So uh, if, I were by, if I were playing that on my own, I probably would have cheated and went online like that and not bothered with doing <laughs> it by hand. But because I was reviewing it and I had to finish it, and yeah, I mean that was just terrible. And the people I've talked to who played Strange Journey, which is not many people, but that's about where they all stopped playing. And that's where I wrote in the review that most normal people will have quit by then. It was it was really really bad design planning by Atlas. Hmm. Wow. Uh, all right. So do we have a? <laughs> I don't know. Can we pick a winner for this? <laughs> I, yeah, I have a winner for this. <laughs> well, I agree with Adrian. It's not much of a moment, but I agree the gaming with Adrian. Media. The gaming media wins <laughs> for making us being ashamed of our hobby. If you specific, the gaming media that's not us. Yes. Got, got yes. it. The gaming media Just, that's we, not we are, us. We are infallible. We are infallible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, got it. All right. <laughs> and to follow that up, we've got the biggest bonehead move. What was the dumbest thing this year? In- oh, I, 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 I call first. All right, all right, Roy, take us. Take us go, what was it? Um, for me, it was Bethesda letting Obsidian make Fallout New Vegas. <laughs> well, because well, um, if you think about it, you, you've got a stupid... It is like Bethesda that is notorious for releasing buggy <laughs> games, letting another student, uh, letting another that's even more notorious for releasing even more buggy games, combining this bugginess together, that uh, has given you the buggy piece of crap that is Fallout New Vegas. It definitely had a multiplication effect. I agree. <laughs> that that, that reminds me. Of bugs, it multiplied them. Uh, that reminds me of the uh, the comic that I saw earlier in the year. I think the Escapist posted it. That was RPGs made in heaven and made in hell. And it oh says, yes, I saw that one. That was good. Yeah, it says in heaven the stories are written by Obsidian, the dialogue is written by Bioware, the cutscenes are designed by Square Enix, the QA is performed by Valve, and the release schedule is scheduled by is set by Capcom. But in in hell the stories are written by Square Enix. The dialogue is still written by Bioware. The cutscenes are created by Capcom. The Q&A testing is performed by Obsidian, and the release schedule is set by Valve. Yeah. Why does Bioware get to make the dialogue in each? I, 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 think, I think it was actually Blizzard, not Valve, but Either way, yeah, I have to be blizzard. Right? I'll link you the comic. <laughs> I'm not, well, it's got some other things yeah. on there. Some, yeah, that's pretty awesome. <laughs> All right, Glenn, do you know a dumb thing that happened this year? I was going to say New Vegas's bugs or New Vegas's QA. That I mean, that was really New Vegas is the buggiest game I've probably played since you know early PC games for me would be late 90s, and right. some of those would crash pretty often. But New Vegas is the buggiest game I've played in a very long time. Takes the cake. All right. My- slow time, system slowdown, crashing. I didn't encounter it, but I heard there were broken quests. It, it was pretty messy. Mike, Michael, you got one? 
I was so lucky to get through New Vegas with only like a minor handful of problems, so okay. I can't complain about it. Um, biggest bonehead move of the year for me was anything that Sega did. Um, from, <laughs> from everything they did. Sega's marketing, especially. Uh, they released Yakuza 3 with things cut out of it without telling anyone until the last minute. <laughs> they just kind of threw the release out there. They released Resonance of Fate the exact same day as Final Fantasy 13. No one and played expect it. people to know about it. <laughs> they released Alpha Protocol after Mass Effect 2, delaying it forever with no fanfare, and then wonders why it did so horribly. Um, they released – I could just go on and on and on. They released Infinite Space without explaining what in the world the game was. <laughs> they released Valkyria Chronicles 2 just the way it was. I and, interviewed them in, 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 in Japan, and they said it was about making your own spaceships. Yeah. And fighting with them. Yep. Michael, <laughs> I would agree with all that, except I saw a lot of television ads for Alpha Protocol. Okay. I do think they advertised that heavily. I think what burned them in sales was the two out of ten like reviews. I but uh, still... they did a lot of advertising for Alpha Protocol, at least mm-hmm. on the television shows I watch. Okay. Fair enough on that. But yeah, their marketing especially. Yeah, everything else in Infinite, Infinite wow. Space and Yakuza 3, all the rest of that, yeah. God, I want to rename Resident... this to the honorary Sega bonehead move of the year. Uh, yeah. Just releasing Resonance of Fate, a game that could have done well with Japanese RPG fans and did with a lot the exact same day as Final Fantasy thirteen and expecting anybody to even know what it was wins just Wait, enough. It, didn't it get even worse? Didn't it get even worse with – wasn't Yakuza 3 released like a week later? Yeah, it was uh, one or two weeks later, I think. Yeah. Nice. All right, so, Adrian, do you have I, a like, pick? It, it, oh. it's, dumb, it's dumb enough putting something up against Final Fantasy thirteen, but okay. putting two things up against Final Fantasy thirteen <laughs> and against their own products – <laughs> good job people good job oh and they also threw out sands of destruction first of the year without saying a thing about it and mm-hmm. no yeah. no actually i think yeah resonance of fate and yakuza 3 were like right at the exact same time pretty much and infinite space was like a week later i think yakuza 3 was the same day as resonance of fate according to my schedule here and infinite space was a week later so three games in final fantasy 13's Window. Launch window. Yikes. Bad idea. And all of them RPGs are that. Yep. Yeah. It's not like they're <laughs> action games or something. You know, come on. What, uh, all right. So, uh, Adrian, do you have a pick or are you going with Sega too? Uh, well, as, as much as I'd like to go with both of those ones, because I agree with both of them, they're both huge bonehead moves. Uh, I just want to throw one more out onto the list here. All right. And that's uh, Marvelous Interactive, Exceed the Cold Shoulder, and Siding with Ignition. That has got to be one of the stupidest things they could possibly have done. That was for which game? Just I guess it was for well, it was technically Ar- last year. Muramasa last Muramasa last year and X uh, and Arcrise this year. And actually, had, uh, probably nostalgia wasn't. Now the thing the thing we should around. point out to people who don't know, uh, Marvelous actually owns X Seed. So no, they do not. No, I thought the X Seed no. was a well. Who no, owns X Seed then? Oh, AQ. AQ Interactive is oh. their, their kind of their parent company in Japan, or a, they're a subsidiary of AQ Interactive. Okay, so I thought there was some weird stuff with their Japanese ownership, and that's why Ignition got these titles. Um, okay. no, it was it was just a partnership with Marvelous. They were co-publishing, and Marvelous said, "Well, we don't want to co-publish with you." 
Ignition's giving us more money, basically, so we're going to co-publish with them on this Can't game. Can't we just say Ignition? And look, what, and, and look what happened, too. I mean, now, now Marvelous does not do anything in the West. They've, they've pulled themselves away from the West, and we're not going to get any of their games anywhere, probably. Look at Ignition, too. You wait, know, wait, wait. Doesn't Marvelous do the Harvest Moon games? They do in Japan. Well, uh, Harvest Moon is the only one. Oh, because Natsume does them here, and they've got a deal. Other, okay, other, so. But other than that, we're not—we're probably not going to see half minute hero two. So basically, we're at Natsume's. Net, Natsume could leverage their goodwill with Marvelous to maybe get some stuff out here. But if they're not interested in the game, then we're because Natsume with Harvest Moon is a great localizer. We went handling all RPGs. Didn't they do that? Uh, that Africa game. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that had a lot of great dialogue. In yeah. it. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, it was the it was the photo safari game on the PS3. No. Yeah. Uh, so we can't just say Ignition is dumb. That doesn't work in this category. Because I just don't like their business practices. I guess they're just trying to get a foothold. But, man, they just seem... Kind of wish... Kind of hoping El Shaddai bombs. Just cause, as a little mark of revenge. But maybe, well, maybe that's improper of me. <laughs> what, right? Well, there actually was one more... There was another release date blunder this year. It, it wasn't RPG related, but it was when uh, Visceral Games released uh, Dante's Inferno about less than a month before God of War three. Yeah, it was like right between Bayonetta and God of War three, and that it was, was definitely not as big as either of those games. I think it sold plenty though. I think it sold enough for them to it be did. happy with it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's interesting how that works. Speaking out. of marketing, that was a well-marketed game that covered up for a not that good game. Yeah, apparently. Um, <clears throat> so for this category, would we agree the winner based on two to th- two to one to one would be Fallout New Vegas's QA, right? Uh, sure. Se- Sega's pretty yep. good. But, okay. Sega's pretty good. Sure would uh, would would Roy or Seventh want to kind of secede to Sega winning the category or no? Hell no. No. I like no, I go Fallout. Fallout, okay. So Fallout wins then. <laughs> They're so upset about it. They're still upset about it. All right. All right. So now we have the Everyone Else is Wrong Award. This is where you get to tell all those people out there that they were wrong. Um, this is the RPG you can't believe people like or dislike. Um, I've also called it, if it's the game you uh, that you can't believe people dislike, it's the most reviewed game in hopes you'll believe us and buy it finally already. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> and, you know, I guess near and Alpha Protocol, are we going to just default to those? Uh, Alpha Protocol was reviewed by three people on staff, and they all gave it the same store, score. It was like they were just like, yeah, it's a four. No, really, it's a four. Believe us. No, I'll, I'll tell you, too. It's a four. Please, buy the game. Buy the game. You've got, you got all three of us on here right now, too. It's so. like all you needed yeah. was one review, yeah. but it, for some reason we have three, just to make sure you know it's They true. were all on different systems. <laughs> I 360, know. <laughs> PS3, and PC. I love that. <laughs> the confidence in that game. Well, I, it's, uh, all right, so... Alpha, yeah, Roy? Well, Alpha Protocol notwithstanding. Can we just all agree that it's near? <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. So, Roy, you're going to say... I'm, I'm going to All right. So, Roy, the game you can't believe people like or dislike would be near. Well, I can't believe people dislike it. Okay, you can't believe people dislike Nier. All right, I mean, it, 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 it's not the best game this year, but it's definitely better than Alpha. 
Well, it won one of our categories, so it better be pretty good. <laughs> one best console See, exclusive. <laughs> well, that's the, that's the thing about this year is there's not been any RPGs in my mind that have been great. Okay. That have just been so outstanding that you're just like, well, this one is the clear you, winner. Right, there's we'll no Demon Souls or Dragon Age or you know Fallout Three yeah. like or, or the past couple of years or Persona Four or Three. Hey, there was They've Persona been, Three Portable. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You know, you just give that one by default. Don't want to cheese out too much. <laughs> All right. Um, so, Michael, would you say that which one is winning this for you? Is it Alpha Protocol or Near, or is the game that you think is that people thought was good that you think is absolute crap? <laughs> yeah, uh, fear of being crucified by Roy and Adrian. I would go ahead and go say Golden Sun. <laughs> oh, <What's that>? oh, <laughs> really? Oh, I, can't, I just can't believe. Words. Oh no, he didn't. I can't believe people just. <laughs> you don't want to. You don't want to use this as your chance to plug near again or Alpha Protocol. All right. So Golden like Sun. I, I feel like we've been failing that enough to okay. where we don't really have to continue too much. All right. Um, I am oh, officially yeah. holding up my cross over Mac and saying, "Die, heathen." <laughs> uh, Adrian, do you have? A... Wow. I just wanted to draw some. Draw some ire. All right, Adrian, gonna what are you going to go with? I'm going to second near. In second near? Uh, second near because that's it's my game of the year, frankly. All right, it's and uh, and seven. I don't even have to think. All right. So my issue with near enough protocol is everyone I know that played them liked it. So I don't have much of a everyone else is wrong feeling because everyone that played those games liked them that I know and I like them. Okay. Well, so, well uh, besides our website, how about the entire gaming press for both I, of them? <laughs> you're, that would be... <laughs> That would be if I didn't know anyone that played Alpha Protocol. That would probably be my pick. Okay. But the problem is every RP gamer staff member that played it liked it a lot. My brother is the only person I can poke and touch, and I know he liked it a lot. That well, that played it, I can poke and touch lots of people. But uh, <laughs> so I, <laughs> I wouldn't put it those. Uh, the best one I could think of for this award is a little lame, but I, I thought Hexes Force. I thought was a really dud of a game. I mean, not, not terrible. I didn't finish it. it. It bored the hell out of me, and I put it down. But some people thought it was a great game, but I thought Hexy's Force was a... Uh, I've heard of more people liking it than disliking it, and I thought it was a uh, pretty pretty really? dud. Yeah. What, you thought most people hated it? I never heard I of any... I, I haven't heard I, people talk heard about too, it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm going I, I more off my thread in the forums. I and playing it. It was really underwhelming. Yeah. But you're right. I'm not thinking about people like you and uh, or, or Michael or anything. It's more it's more reading forums and reading other sites. It seemed like the majority of people thought that Hexy's Force was above average and I thought it was a real snoozer of a game. Well, but that's only because I can't say near off vertical because everyone I knew that played it loved it. Loved them. I think you could count the gaming press if you wanted to. Um, yeah. All right. So you didn't like Hex's Force. I I can't believe you think that's a big issue. I didn't hear anybody talking about it. Uh, <laughs> and he did say it was a lame pick, and I'll right. agree with that. I will agree with that, too. <laughs> uh, um, but so, fair. Uh, sure, fair. Um, Noodle can't believe people dislike Final Fantasy Thirteen in our chat room. Uh, so there, there's an audience pick there. Uh, all right, so overall, I guess we got to go with Nier. Nier's good. Sure. Nier. I think so. All right, so people should like this game. All right, um, and I'm going to go one back as well. The chat room also mentioned biggest bonehead move: Final Fantasy 14 coming out to retail without most of the game content, aka not being able to search for players, no auction house, no search functions, have, no fun. You, you could have just stopped with Final, Final Fantasy, Fantasy 14. 14 just coming yeah. out. I'm surprised <laughs> no one picked it, honestly. 
But all right, you, you don't want to kick a man when he's down. It's just yeah. <laughs> it's like making fun of the guy on the you know the short. Bus. All right, you want to do a write-in candidate here, a write-in category here for most disappointing RPG. Well, sure, um, sure. If, if you choose Final Fantasy XIV, final you can't really kick Final Fantasy XIV when it's down because it's not down; it's dead in a ditch. It's already been kicked. <laughs> But it, that's the best time to kick things, and they're dead in the ditch. They can't attack you back. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I need some disappointing games here. Um, well, I'll okay. go first, because that was what made me eventually go with the lame pick on the last one, was my most disappointing game was Hexes Force last year. All Just right. in terms of uh, the difference between what I was expecting and what I got, the biggest difference was in Hexes Force. I mean, it was made by Sting. Uh, I like Riviera. I love Idre Union. I thought Knights of the Nightmare was great, although it had its faults. And even though I knew Hexes Force was going to be more of a traditional RPG, I was still expecting, you know, Sting's making this, it'll be great. And then it was just, I don't know, like one person on the design team having a bad day wrote out the entire design for the game and then <laughs> called it quits. So it was just a really dull game. They decided, hey, let's make this. <laughs> But if it was made from anyone but Sting, it wouldn't have been on here, but I guess I hold, I hold like them, them to a loftier yeah. standard, given... They also made Broke, which I love, so... Uh-huh. Sting has made so many great games for me that Hexy's Force was a... Huh? Yeah, I can imagine that would just really tear you up. Yeah. I think I gave it away to someone on staff. <laughs> <laughs> Something you didn't like. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Who don't I like that wants to play Hexy's Force? Somebody's Maybe just finding out now, them. hey, he gave me that game. Oh. Yeah, I think he gave it to me. <laughs> oh! <laughs> <laughs> did I? Did. Sorry. <laughs> oh well, enjoy. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm going to go Roy next. Do you have a most disappointing game? Oh, let's see. I'll go New Vegas. Fallout New Vegas. Oh, wow. That really hurt your impression of the game. All right. Well, um, I, I I would say Final Fantasy XIV, but that game is just so bad it's not even worth mentioning. Oh! <laughs> right. Oh! Disappointing is too weak of a word to describe fourteen. Is that what you're saying? All right. Yeah, so fourteen is... Well, if, if there's an evolution of levels of things, there's dirt, there's dog crap, there's 14. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the dog crap? Wow! All right, Michael. And, and then, oh, all right. Yeah, go ahead, Ray. When it, when, it, when it comes to studio like Bethesda that produces something like Oblivion, well, Oblivion had a lot of bugs, and so did Fallout 3. And you really have to hold them to somewhat of a standard. And Fort, or New Vegas was below even their standards as far as bugs are concerned. And it was just utter horribly. Hey, Chris, have you played New Vegas, and do you want to? Um, I have not played New Vegas because I haven't finished Fallout 3. I have no desire to play New Vegas, even when I do finish Fallout 3. I think my time would be best spent playing the better DLC for Fallout 3. Um, because, and, and then I'm sure I'll be so full of Fallout 3-ness that I really should move on to another game at that point. <laughs> but that's, that's my perspective. The bugs I'm not worried about because I'm sure most of it's patched by now. Nope. Nope. Not that Even I've on heard. PC? Not. Oh. <laughs> okay, never mind. <laughs> well, forget it then. <laughs> and, and that said, actually, I like New Vegas a lot. I think I had it in our voting as my number three game of the year. I liked it a lot, but I can completely understand people driven away by the bugs because it was a mess. Yeah, that's not just what's 
driving me away. It's just that, that Fallout 3 is such a big investment. I can't see doing two of those. Um, Fair I enough. Know. Plus, you're playing Fair the better enough. one anyway, so... You're all right. In theory, uh, if I ever get around to it. And I'm told that of the better one, the main quest is crap, and I should only worry about the side quests for the most part in Fallout yeah, 3. that's true. <laughs> and that's still yeah. better. Okay. Just true. All right. Just true. I want to go find the spaceship. All right, Michael, do you have a most disappointing game? Yes. Uh, for me, most disappointing game of the year was Why Not Chronicles. Oh, boy. Uh, I went into this expecting... I don't, I don't really something. know what I expected. I expected something. Did you expect something? Yeah, I did. <laughs> uh, you know, I had seen the reviews coming out of Japan. It got like a 29 out of Famitsu, and I know you can, you can or cannot trust those, whatever. But they hyped up, you know, some of the changes they made. I was expecting something closer to like Final Fantasy twelve in terms of the battle system. What I got was a boring button, slow button pressing turn-based real-time RPG with a half of a story because it is part two. It is part one of two out of a game that doesn't tell you that to start with. Nope. Only when you beat the game. I don't know that it needs to do that. I, 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 I am okay with that personally. Like why spoil that? No, why spoil that? It's part one. Uh, Yeah. But at, I mean, at if, the if point, you, you could, it could be worse. It could be like too human. Oh, it's part of a trilogy. It's part of a trilogy, and we ain't gonna see the rest well, of that trilogy. Well, it took, just, you can read Norse mythology and be eyes with too human. Well, here's my problem with that. Yeah, is that it took so long for us to get White Knight Chronicles here. Uh huh. That the fact that it is just a part of a game. It, it was released in Japan. In 2008, so we had a two-year jump knowing that if they're going to come out with another one, it'll probably be 2012 before we get that sequel to. It's just too much time in between them. There's other games that have had quicker turnarounds. Plus, it was bad. You wouldn't care so much if it wasn't bad. I'm surprised we didn't know. This is level five. People that are doing the Dragon Quest series now that did... Dark Cloud yeah. 2. Oh, but I am so shocked people. that we didn't know. How, how did people love. not report on that? The game was out in Japan for two years. How did we not realize it was part one? They didn't say. Well, but other the people, the gamers, the gamers should have said, right? And we, now, the bloggers now this is, and all that. This is the big thing. If you look at the trailers yeah. for the game, you look at the early Japanese trailers for the game, mm-hmm. it just says White Knight Chronicles or whatever it was called in Japan. It never specifies that it's... <laughs> Uh, it's like two. a movie. Was, Movies oh, don't say they're part one. You just right, have to assume but, they're going to be trilogies, right? No, but the <laughs> early trailers show scenes from the second game oh. that are not in the first. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, boo. One-Up's okay. news department has let you down, sir. Oh, will you stop it with them? <laughs> Jeez. My primary news source is RP Gamer. They're just, you know, I have to fill out. Give me a break. Okay. So that was my most disappointment, is it was just a letdown all the way around. I agree. It was totally a letdown. I wonder if some of that was localization. Uh, I, I think some of it was. I that so much. Um, but a lot no, of it was just the writing. I mean, the... the I was done by... Uh, okay. 8-4 was the same people that did uh, Nier. No, 8-4 did not do that. I refuse oh, to yeah. believe it. I'm fans of 8-4. <laughs> yeah, 8-4 did... Uh, no! 
Uh, I will say 8.4 does a fantastic job in localizing Monster Hunter Tri. That is one of the best localizations ever. Um, so I'm what? shocked. What? It is. Monster best Hunter localizations Hunter. ever? What? I can't well, say that? Okay. I'm sorry. Chris, what? Chris, you're talking about the localization of a game that has almost no dialogue. Hey, but the, what right. they have is really good. <laughs> Those monster names, they were translated so well. There is a, there's actually de- there's lots of dialogue in the towns in Monster Hunter. There is. You talk to people. They say stuff. It's fun and amusing to read. That's Best called good localization good, good, ever. good good localization. That's that's how it works. Oh, okay. fine, whatever. You know what? They're on my list of good localizers, you know, along with the I'd people who localize Super Mario, Super Paper Mario Two. All right, Adrian, uh, what's your most disappointing game? Uh, I'm gonna second Fallout New Vegas, uh, and it, this is a funny thing for me. I didn't even go in with that high expectations. Like uh, between me, my, uh, Michael, and Glenn here, you just Glenn wanted was five it to on Fallout Three. Mike, Mike, uh, Michael was a four point five, and I was a four. For Fallout 3. Uh, I had some serious problems with Fallout 3. I had a, I thought there were some fundamental flaws in the gameplay. And um, I w- so I went into uh, Fallout New Vegas expecting something maybe equal or slightly worse than Fallout uh, 3. But what I got was something that made Fallout 3 look polished. And that's kind of sad. <laughs> you, you, didn't, you didn't like the plot either, right? Like You didn't like the way they handled factions. No, I didn't, didn't like, like the dialogue. Either. You didn't like yeah. the story. There was a there was a lot of things. I had a lot of problems with Fallout New Vegas. So like it's, I tried Second Chance earlier this week, and it crashed on me. Uh, after and I lost an hour of gameplay, and I was just I put it down again, and I'm not going to pick it up again. I'm just I'm done with it. Uh, Fallout New Vegas just disappointed the hell out of me, and especially the after Obsidian Fallout New Vegas Apple though is that it seemed like you had trouble putting it down. It seemed like you played it pretty quick. So what about it? kept you hooked on it despite the fact that it was so bad because you're like me you'll put down a game if you don't like it well it's it's weird it's it's got the same sort of addictive quality as fallout 3 but and the stuff that i liked about fallout 3 the most is still present in fallout new vegas and when i was getting to that stuff i i was having a lot of fun and towards the end of the game and like you said you uh we were talking about it earlier you said a lot of the bugs that you encountered were towards the end of the game the same thing happened for me a lot of the bugs that happened were towards the end of the game eventually i just got to the point where uh the bugs were getting so bad i just wanted to finish it and i plowed through the last part of the game just to get it done with okay so um at, at that point, I'd invested like 30 hours, and I was like, I might as well just finish it. And you wanted to murder everyone for the finale to get your revenge on them all? <laughs> you, I remember oh, you crashing in your nothing. conversation. You die. <laughs> it was oh, getting right. to that point. <laughs> so um, I, I guess that means our winner then. We've got a Fallout Ve- New Vegas, Fallout New Vegas, White Knight Chronicles, Hex's Force, Honestly, personally, I think White Knight Chronicles was the most disappointing out of the bunch because that thing just took such a dive from where it started way back when we first saw that game. But I think it comes to say that I think all four of us would have played White Knight Chronicles if we didn't hear about what a disappointment it was. Yeah, and I honestly, I, I called that um, a while back that that game was looking worse and worse as it went on and people didn't want to believe me, but that's okay. Um, I'm a cynical person. I understand. You might just think I'm saying things well, to complain. But uh, uh, it's not my choice, so I guess our winner is Fallout New Vegas. 
correct? You you also oh. spend a lot of time talking to Fire Mist Michael, and he tends to be blissfully ignorant and optimistic about things he wants to be good. Uh, I don't know about that, but he's he's become more cynical lately now that he's working in the gaming industry. <laughs> that's because he played Final Fantasy 13 and Final Fantasy 14 this year. Yeah, that's cynical. probably most of it. <laughs> That'll fix your, fix your optimism. <laughs> All right, so I'm winner is Fallout New Vegas because picking Final Fantasy fourteen would be too easy. All right, that's what we've got. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> we want to make sure we thought about our choice rather than just going with the easy outs. Uh, but fourteen, you always have a spot in our hearts for being very, very disappointing. Uh, that leads us to our best. It's it's time for the best overall RPG award. Um, I'm going to pick some nominees here out of the categories we've been over already. We've got Shin Megami Tensei, Persona 3 Portable, Nier, Death Spank, and then out of the... Um, let's see, I should add this one as well. Uh, Mass Effect 2 was a multi-platform game that we haven't had a category for yet, and Alpha Protocol as well. So, anything else I should add onto that list for best of the year? I think that's a pretty good list. I'm yeah, pretty good with that. All right, so um, right off, can I take Death Spank off? Yep. All right. Yep. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so now we're down to Shin Megami Tensei, Nier, Mass Effect 2, and Alpha Protocol. Fight. I liked all four I'm... of those games. <laughs> I did too. Uh, oh, okay, I guess I, we'll go first. So for me, uh, those four, or just overall, Mass Effect 2 was my favorite game, but not mm-hmm. so much so that I would want to kick people in the nads for liking one of the other three. So I would say barely a slight vote for Mass Effect 2. That's okay. The all- assumption here is all these games are excellent, but we've got to pick one. Yeah. We've got to come to a decision. Who's, our, who's, who's the one? Uh, for me, Mass Effect 2 is the best, and Nier is the worst of those four. Okay. Um, Adrian, what, what were you liking out of this list here? Well, this is a, like one of the... Right, right away, I can knock Alpha Protocol off the list. I, I enjoyed it, but it, it's not that great. But here's the thing. Portable Nier and Mass Effect 2 are my top three games of the year. Mm-hmm. By far. Yeah. And uh, right off the bat, I just want to say Persona 3 Portable. I love it. Great game. It's also four years old. I don't, I don't want to vote. You can't it give just... the game of the year, huh? All right. Is that no, a, I, I just can't do it. It's... Are we all agreeing on that? Can't do yeah. game of the year for a, a remake? <laughs> All right, you can kill a poor guy. Glenn's okay with that or not? I'm okay with that. Yeah. Michael's okay with that? Roy, are you okay with that? We gave a game of the decade hold on, hold on. already, so you Roy, know what are I you think. okay with that? <laughs> I, I want to hear that Roy's okay with it. He he won't say oh, yeah, anything. Okay. okay, he's okay with it. All I right, thought and, Roy was the one that didn't even want it in the download yeah, or the right. portable list. <laughs> all right. Um, <laughs> Alpha, are you guys all okay with dumping off a protocol? Yes. Yeah, if we're, My, if we're coming oh, to a consensus, I'm hearing I think hesitation it's be, from Michael. Yes. Oh, yes, okay, All right. I'm fine. All right, and Roy, you okay with that too? Michael, did you like near more than Alpha Protocol? I'll get to that when it's my turn. I'll tell you my, yeah. my oh, breakdown. Michael, well, I think if, it's if your we're turn. Limiting, oh, if we're right, eliminating those two, we yeah. are eliminating those two. I've got to give the edge to near just near? slightly. I oh. love both games. They're both fantastic. I walk away happy seeing either of these games win best game of the year but my vote is going for near i just i had more fun with near that's all okay wow all right michael what are you thinking how these things fit all right if i was to go down my list of the three games i played this year that i had the most fun with it would be near alpha protocol and fallout new vegas 
And oh. I realized that, you know, they all have their flaws. Mass Effect 2 was more polished of a game, but I didn't have as much fun with it. Um, I liked it would be really hard for us to pick Fallout New Vegas as both our miss, most disappointing and best overall. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's see. For, for me and Michael, it was in our top three. And yeah. for Adrian and Roy, it was understandably horrible to them. So. so so, this is how I break it down. Fallout New Vegas, really loved it. It crashed on me twice. Yeah. Alpha Protocol, really loved it. It crashed on me once. <laughs> Near. <laughs> I really loved it. It didn't crash on me at all. <laughs> so so those, this is where that bad QA is coming to bite you in the butts, game developers. Ooh. Listen to that. And if you'll think, you know, and Fallout New Vegas were both Obsidian. Major props to them. They make games that I love to play, but they are buggy. So Near gets the nod. Another company that's no longer in existence that developed Near. So, so Michael, yeah. you're not even acknowledging Mass Effect Two. What about that game just didn't speak to you? It it wasn't so much. I mean, I gave all of those games that I've just the only one I haven't reviewed out of that list was Near. Okay. And I would give it a four as well. I gave Alpha Protocol a four, Fallout New Vegas a four, Mass Effect Two a four. I would give Near a four. I technically gave Persona Three Portable a. 4.5, but right. I'm okay with scratching that one off because we've given it enough accolades throughout the year. Yep. Um, I just, Mass Effect 2, it was polished, and I love the dialogue options, but the combat in it was kind of just dull. I thought they stripped out a lot of stuff that just made it less fun overall mm-hmm. for me. I think that if Mass Effect 2, they take that foundation and they add a little bit more meat to it, like Mass Effect one had four Mass Effect three. I think Mass Effect three could be unbelievably amazing and probably blow me away. So your problem with Mass Effect two was the way they kind of streamlined and simplified combat and character development, character yeah. growth. I mean, I, I felt more. Um, I don't know. It just it just didn't feel as. Did, did you think the way the story felt, like getting recruiting the people and the optional loyalty missions? Did you think that was better in two than the way they handled it in one? No, I I like the way they did them. You know, the actual missions themselves were more polished and more fun. But the way it all wove together was not as... It just seemed a lot more segmented than the first one did. Did you have sex with Tally? Is that why you didn't like it? No, I played played, uh, as the proper shepherd. I actually played as a female shepherd, so I played as the real shepherd. Oh. So she was not available for me in that game. So, so you just maybe like, that was part of it got too. some Jennifer Hale love uh, here. <laughs> yes, indeed. Um, so who did you sleep with? Uh, take a guess. <laughs> who didn't you sleep with? No, you slept with Jack. Nope. Oh, nobody. You didn't get any. I bet. Fane. Fane. <laughs> terminally oh. ill lizard man you slept with the green guy. Wow. Yes. Huh. Okay. His voice is kind of weird. Um, and it was a very weird. It was a very oh, was very it? weird. Was he code. awkward? I hear. I hear. Garrus is really, really. Um. I oh, um, really you, awkward. You know, You've heard he's not that good in bed. Where are you going with this? I, well, that too. Like he's he's very nervous. Like oh, he hasn't done this and he doesn't know what to do and he's very awkward. Oh, and, and watch the YouTube video, but it's hilarious. Oh, okay. That's what I imagine alien sex would be like. That they'd be like, I don't know what goes where, but oh. we're doing this. <laughs> 
Damn it, we'll make a prosthesis if we need to, but this is going to happen. I have no tongue and a whole bunch of teeth. We'll see how this goes. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, uh, Mass Effect 2 had some good things going for it, but I just it just didn't have the whole package for me, and a lot of the games this year really didn't. But considering I'm not a big fan of action RPGs and considering that Nier was, you know, kind of awkward of a game... Just the fact that the story in that really set well with me. Everything else just kind of meshed well. It was a really good experience overall. Mm -hmm. If I can't pick Fallout New Vegas, which I almost would, I'll go with Nier. Okay. Um, wow. Roy, where are you coming in on this? Well, I'm about to throw a big monkey wrench into everything, and I am a huge fan of everything Bioware does. So I'm going to have to pick Mass Effect 2 oh. with Nier as a very close second. Oh, no. We have a tie. We have a tie. All right. We got to. Oh, someone's got to win someone over here. Oh. Well, Chris, well, you I'll, can I'll be honest. No, Adrian, what, what the go ahead, Adrian. Saying? If. if, if. If Glenn and if Glenn and Roy are both uh, set on Mass Effect Two, um, as much as I love Near, I love Mass Effect Two almost equally. So I'm perfectly comfortable changing my vote to Mass Effect Two. So I oh, well, say that's no, I that's would, that's too easy. They got to fight for you. you. What the heck? <laughs> you can't just give it up that easy. I wanted to see one of them swing Michael over. Is what I wanted to see. <laughs> <laughs> no, if only Parliament worked this easy. <laughs> this is this is. Oh, I'm so disappointed. Oh. I want to I want to swing Glenn over to Near. Get you. Well, get you in do there. it. I told you Near was the worst of the four we had left for me. You're not like if I had reviewed it, I probably would have given Near a three and a half just because I wasn't that big on the gameplay. Oh. Like I liked everything about Near a lot except the gameplay. Uh, screw it. I'll give up. <laughs> like oh, I said, so my two other picks, uh, New Vegas and Alpha Protocol. Hey, really I'd, probably be, I'd be with you on New Vegas. Game. If we if we yep. disqualify Persona Three, New Vegas would be my number two game. Yep. And I had a lot of fun. I'm, right, I'm gonna three. I'm gonna I'm gonna add three four games to the list. Then you're gonna add four games. I'm gonna add one game to the list. Um, now Alpha Protocol versus New Vegas for the fourth slot. Let's argue over that. Uh, well, considering uh, two people uh, hate New Vegas, I'm going to guess Alpha Protocol is going to win this. Oh, I hate this. I'm sticking with three. <laughs> Screw you guys. <laughs> just, just say, I'm just sticking with it. three. All right. Adrian it, and Michael pick near. Glenn and Roy piss Mass Effect 2. Michael, what's that? Uh, I was about to say, yeah, it's late enough. Just uh, it's, screw it's, it. It's, it's too late. Wins. Screw it. It's Mass Effect 2. <laughs> <laughs> Winner of the damn it, it's too late, just pick it already award. <laughs> yeah, as long as it's clearly stated that my pick was not on Mass Effect. So I was, I didn't abstain. I went with Nier. All right. Michael <sighs> wishes you to know he picked Nier. All right, good. All right, we got our game of the year. Thank you very much, guys. I'd like to get a couple of your predictions coming into 2011 just to cap us off, and then we can all go to Betty Bye. And I'd probably swap these two. I think that'd be... Yeah, great idea. First off, what game do you think will be the best in 2011? Roy. Um, I'll start. Nobody knows what comes um, out in 2011, right? I, I keep I giving a, you a list. Yeah, the... <laughs> The game well, coverage um, list I've linked. Um, um, oh, you have. I, I, 
I would have to undoubtedly say, without 100 of a doubt, hey, The Witcher 2, closely followed by Dragon Age 2 for me. The Witcher 2, closely followed by Dragon Age 2. So, the. Oh. Are we predicting what we think our personal favorites will be, or what the yes. general like what will win Game of the Year in 2011 for our site from everyone? What do you think I'll will say. be the best game? Screw trying to predict the popular opinion. That just that's what, what's your favorite? Yeah. Okay. What's I, uh, be? My prediction would be kind of going off what we just said. Mass Effect Three is what I'm predicting. I'll enjoy the best next year. Although Witcher Two also a great pick. There are a lot of solid West or potentially solid. Wait, They're not. What did you yet. say? Western Sorry, RPGs. say that again. What did you? Mass pick? Effect Three. I'm trying to figure out how to do the chat in this damn thing, so I can't see this list Michael's talking about. But well, I, like uh, I Elder Scrolls Five is coming out. Diablo Three is coming out. Mass Effect Three is coming out. Dragon Age and The Witcher are all games I'm looking forward to. But I think the one most likely to be a solid game I enjoy oh. the most is Mass Effect Three. In Skype. Sorry. So Mass Effect 3, which I think is a great choice. Are we sure it's coming out this year? Oh, they just announced that. Yes, didn't they? yes it is. Yeah, they announced it's, it's coming out. It's, it's coming out in November. Unless it gets delayed. 11 11. It's one of the, or the, it's the 11 1, right. Okay. Um, no one's going with Michael's game, huh? Mm, poor guy. Michael's game. Yeah, Matt, more in the north. Oh. <laughs> Nah. Oh, I, I think it's going to be really fun, it. but yeah, I understand not predicting it. They've got a lot None to prove yet. None of us have yet. even seen it or tried it. You know, you got yeah, to try it. Yeah, I tried. No, so. I couldn't try it because I got bumped for E3 judges. I'm still Loser. bitter about that. Uh, it should be knocked off the list just for that. Yeah, I know, but that's the PR's fault. That's not the developer's fault. All right. Uh, <laughs> No, no one going tactics over. Oh wait, we've still got two more people. Michael, what do you pick as your best in 2011? And this this may change between now and then, but for right now, I'm going to go with just a total underdog pick of Dungeon Siege Three. Dungeon Siege uh, Three. I've liked the Obsidian Connection. I've liked the other <laughs> stuff Obsidian's done, namely Fallout New Vegas. <laughs> Fallout New Vegas, Alpha Protocol. I've really enjoyed both of those, and I think that. Possibly with Square Enix and gas-powered games kind of tag-teaming with them, maybe they'll have more QA on this. Did you play so, Dungeon Siege 1 and 2? No. They were not very good. I wouldn't expect them to. And I don't really expect okay. this to be anything like those. But oh. I could be totally wrong. My mind is open for it, but I didn't really like Dungeon Siege. So my it isn't that I'm suspicious of Obsidian as much as I'm suspicious of a series I don't like. Yep. Understandable. There's some other games that are really close up there for me, but mm-hmm. if I had to just edge one out, that would be I, it for I, I think you're nuts picking Dungeon Siege 3, but I'll tell you why later. Adrian, what, what is what's your pick? Well, I'd, I'll say this. Uh, if you'd asked me this question on December 10th, I would have said Dragon Age 2, having okay. played it just a couple of days prior then. And then November 11th came around and they announced Mass Effect 3. And now I don't know which to pick because I know I'm going to love both. <laughs> well, of them. know that now Dragon they have Age some Mass Effect. Yeah, well, and <laughs> here's something I just heard that made me think: the the Dragon uh, the Dragon Age development was started before Mass Effect was ever started, right? But now Dragon Age Two was started after Mass Effect existed, so they have some of that Mass Effect experience to put into Dragon Age Two. 
So Which is good if you I've, like Dragon I've, Age less than Mass Effect. Yeah, maybe. Well, here's the thing. I've I've played Dragon Age too. I've I've played I played it for about six hours at a uh, Bioware event back in December, and so I know it's going to be great. You can take my word for it. I can't wait for it personally. Uh, but I also know I loved Mass Effect. I love Mass Effect two, and I know Mass Effect three is probably going to be just as good. So I have to go for a tie between Ma- uh, Dragon Age two and uh, you can't uh, pick Mass a tie. 3. You can't pick a tie. What's your gut feel? Which one's well, going to do better? Well, then I'm going better? with the old Republic. What? <laughs> <laughs> I think you're the only person in the world left who thinks that game's going to turn out, but all right. And well, it's, it's going to be a year of Bioware next year. Next you actually want me to put down the old Republic? Game. Is that what you no, want? You know what? If I, if I have to pick one, uh-huh. I'm going to say Dragon Age 2 because right. I've played it. I know it's going to be great. And I don't. I all I've seen from Mass Effect Three is a trailer. Yeah, it could so end up being disappointing. I'll, I'll say Dragon Age. So in Ma- Dragon Age Two, you can still pause the combat and you can still zoom out like uh, over the battlefield, right? On the PC oh, version. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So. Yep. All right. I guess we got something to look forward to there. Um, here's what I, I have to well, say. I'm not sure. I'm not oh sure yeah. The zooming thing. I'm not sure about the zooming thing, but you can still pause the combat. All right. So the zooming thing's important too, as far as getting a good view of the battlefield. But all right. All right. All right. All right. Um. If yeah, on this on list, this if on this list Diablo three actually comes out in 2011, I can't see picking it over or p- picking Dungeon Siege three over it. This is why I don't understand your pick. But I've never been a Diablo fan anyway, oh. so I would I would be weighing Obsidian me. over. Right. Do you know what type of game Dungeon Siege Blizzard. is? A Diablo two yes. clone. It's a clone. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Dungeon Siege was a Diablo two clone. Yes, I totally understand that. All right, and I've seen I've been watching the BlizzCon stuff. I see all the new different things they're doing to how you get to customize your character and level up in Diablo three, and it looks so addictive and awesome. But so I would pick that. However, I'm not going to because I don't think it's coming out next year. Um, I really did for a long time, and I haven't seen the things and the moves from Blizzard lately to to keep me thinking that. So I would pick the Elder Scrolls V Skyrim. Totally understandable. Yeah, really. Another yep. another Obsidian I've been title. Been here reading about this, and no, it doesn't seem like a Chris game, but it's another one I'm looking it's forward a, to. Well, in that I will never finish it, but really love it. <laughs> okay. Well, I think because you're like, I really want to play Fallout Three, but haven't started it yet. Yeah, right. And then I'll never play New Vegas because I won't have time. But you want to. But play they're Skyrim. the games that I look to. Like, oh, I wish I could play that. Oh, how much fun I would have in that world. Um, yeah. It, it, uh, yeah. If Diablo Three comes out, that's what wins. Torchlight Two has a chance of being awesome if that multiplayer works out. But. Um, but not nearly the same league as the other games we've talked about. Yeah, I don't think so. Um, it would probably be more personally what's more likely for me to, to actually play would be like Tactics Ogre. I'm sure I'm going get to get into that pretty heavily. And, and War in the North, um, I think is going to be fun. I haven't seen enough to show me that it's going to be a game of the How year. How would you so. play Tactics Ogre? Are they adding a very easy mode? Why? I played. Ta- I fu- what are you talking about? I beat Final Fantasy Tactics. Tactics Ogre? Did you play that? No. Tactics Ogre was a lot harder than Final Fantasy Tactics. Well, I didn't play it, so I would play it and then learn that. And then they're probably adding any, a very easy mode. <laughs> well, they're not, up. but that's okay. <laughs> it's not. Can it be worse than the Dorder Roof battle? I mean, come on. I don't even remember that battle. Yes. It must have been easy. Uh, it must have been easy. Oh. That's, the, that's like the third <laughs> battle in the game with the, the mage on the roof. Uh, or wait, no, the archer on the roof. Sorry. 
So we can come back next year and see which of these games really fell apart. <laughs> yeah, so. I, I do want to see. Um, all right. Now that we've it's talked about... It's probably you that loses this, Michael. Yeah, you do understand. Hey, that's, <laughs> hey, that's, that's totally fine. If I, I, think back, we can, I think we've all... Everybody except Michael has their pick for most overhyped of 2011 now. All the crappiness now. <laughs> of Dungeon Siege plus bugs. <laughs> <laughs> that's a bug. That's just my take. I've never heard it. <laughs> I'm going to email them that for a box. Uh, right put that on their box. Get so that on the box. That's total box quote. <laughs> okay, so what's our nominations for most overhyped game of 2011? Adrian. Oh, yeah. Uh, this one is a hard one, but um, okay. I'm going to say, assuming it actually comes out, I'm going to vote for Diablo 3. Whoa. All right. And it's strange, and I know a lot of people are looking forward to it, myself included. But honestly, I think at this point, the Diablo gameplay style has evolved into something past what Diablo is capable of. And I honestly don't think that Diablo is going to... Diablo 3, I think it's going to feel archaic. Okay. Hmm. I I, I think it's a pretty good prediction. uh, Based on what I've seen, they are changing it up a lot, but all right. I, will, I think Diablo I 3 has the best chance of there being a big difference between what people are hoping it is and then how fun it actually is. Mm-hmm. I'm looking for Diablo 3 a lot, but well, I, uh, I admit there's a good chance it'll disappoint me. But they, they made StarCraft like exactly the same, and everyone loves that. Hmm. But there hasn't really been that much of an evolution in RTS gameplay. The Runic games are very different, like Dawn of War and that sort of stuff. The, the dungeon crawler genre has undergone a massive evolution over the last 10 yeah, it years. It pretty much uh, doesn't exist. Yeah, anymore. I know. What is the dungeon crawler genre exactly. nowadays? Right. I mean, well, no, it, 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 like the combat, the combat has changed. It's like, the, well, what's the an example of one? With Diablo 2, well, the simple combat that started in Diablo 2 has evolved into a point where it's, it's a, much more complicated and much more enjoyable. It's, 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 fa- it's not but only faster, but it's easier, easier I don't understand control, what less... a current dungeon crawler is. Who, who's making these? What are they? Are you talking about Sacred 2? I mean, who else is out there? Well, there's, there's things like Deathspank. There's Sacred 2. There's uh, even games like, uh, say, uh, Monster Hunter or D- Demon Souls could be qualified as dungeon crawlers in certain ways. Like, oh, yeah, I was going to say, like, Oblivion has some of the same feel as a dungeon exactly. crawler. Hell, even, even World of Warcraft is practically a dungeon crawler. Well, that's a, a Blizzard game. They surely would they would I, learn from that. Yes, but that's that's the thing. I don't think they're going to. I think the, the way they're designing Diablo 2... How heavily you can customize have, your skills? Yes, I've, I've seen that, but I'm saying the core gameplay is, from what I've seen, is going to be so similar okay. to Diablo 2 that I think it's going to disappoint a lot because of people. Because it's still it's pick a skill be, and click on an area, and that's just yeah. too simple. Exactly. Exactly. That All gameplay right. has worn out. All right. It, it's so you yeah, didn't like Torchlight either, then probably, no. or you thought it was old. No, actually, you know what? I I, I found Torchlight to be again archaic. I, it yeah. felt like Diablo two to me. Okay, and this, honestly, the same thing happened with De- uh, Deathspank's combat. Deathspank, but that was mainly because of the uh, of the uh, the story, like the the combat itself, the uh, the hack and slash combat. It's old. It doesn't work anymore. You, people demand more complexity in their in their battles. They demand more. Uh, more thinking, more critical thinking, less just mindless clicking. And I don't think the Diablo formula works anymore. Okay. Wow. All right. Um, Roy, what do you got? Most overhyped. Oh, um, 
if Diablo 3 comes out this year, I would agree with Adrian. Um, if it wow. doesn't, which I don't think it will, um, I assume it, it, I think it's probably going to be an early 2012 release at the earliest. Sure. Um, I'm thinking if it doesn't come out, then I'm going to go with Elder Scrolls Five. All right. Just Aww. because um, once the once we get once we get closer to release, based on the legions of fans that Oblivion has, once we get closer to release for that in November, expectations for it are going to be through the roof. Especially since it's been announced that Blizzard, that um, Bethesda has wised up and is finally using a new engine. A new game engine for it. So you're predicting that Skyrim will be hyped, and then it will be overhyped. Because there's not really any hype for it yet. So you're predicting it'll be over... The hype is coming, and then it won't live up to it? Oh, 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 the hype is definitely coming. and Whether or not it lives up to it, it just just depends. But I I think um, the hype for that, I think, is going to be higher than any other game this year. And I think it has the highest chances of burning, crashing and burning because of high hype. All right. Um, Len, do you have one? Yeah, I think the the third birthday has the best chance of being a unfortunately standard... Well, it's, so it's gotten over- to the point where they pulled the Parasite Eve name off the game, so that can't yeah, be Yeah, it's just signs are not good, and people seem to be still highly anticipating this game. And yeah, uh, yeah I just every new bit of news about third who. birthday <laughs> makes me cringe about it. Uh, yeah. I don't know of anybody. I don't know of anybody that's hyped about it or anything. You don't think anyone's hyped? Yeah. Well, people I'll get hyped about the sad. whole she gets naked when she gets hit thing. That's all yeah. over the place. Well, they can go play Bayonetta. Um, well, you know, you know, Michael, I agree with you. I don't think it's that hyped right now. I think when it was first announced, it was really hyped at first, and then as common sense has kind of hit, and people have read what Square Enix is saying, which each new thing they, you know, like boasting about how she loses clothing when she gets damaged. That's like. Yeah. The main gameplay mechanic ever we're supposed to be looking forward to does not bode well. Right. And, well, um, if you're on a PS3 or 360, you might be able to boast about that, but you're talking about a PSP screen, so can you even really see it? And I think, what, Birth by Sleep and Decidia used the same game engine, and then the third birthday uses that too. I would just kind of think, I don't even know if Crisis Core used it too. I think of these big PSP releases Square has made uh, through the PSP's life cycle, I think there's a good chance third birthday will be the the first one that'll be a real big disappointment. Hmm. All right. Okay. Well, I'm going to go with Star Wars: The Old Republic. Ooh, and I still I'm like Diablo on that. I don't think it'll make it. It's not coming. You don't think year. it's coming out this year? I don't think it's coming this year. Oh, it'll hit next year. Same oh, as Diablo 3. Then I can't pick that. Um, Though, no, I'll let you pick it because everybody and their brother is still saying that it is coming because they, they did change it from... They said it would be out by fiscal. April. No, they changed the fiscal year to where it is after April until April of next year. Oh. It's the fiscal year of, like, 2012. Oh. So it mm. could come out anywhere from, like, April... Until next April, I believe is what they've said now. If it does hit sooner, I think it'll do. Well, it'll probably be uh, if if out of games that do come out next year, it'll probably be Pokemon Black and White because people are looking towards it for stepping forward, and it probably won't step forward at all. But then again, that's every Pokemon game, so that's kind of a cheap choice on my part. Hmm. Even though they're fun. Um, Fair enough. Uh, I don't know. 
I guess I'll Old just pick Republic that. Sounds like yeah. a good, sounds yeah. like a good choice. All right, uh, we can't really have a winner on that one. Uh, Wait, no. Michael hasn't gone yet. Oh, that's right, Michael, yeah. you had a good one. All right, close us yeah. out here. Yeah, my biggest thing that, that will be the biggest overhyped thing of 2011 is going to be the 3DS. Oh. And I think that people are hyping this up to be the greatest console handheld thing in forever, and it's going to be a little bit more of an advanced DS with 3D and a lot of ports. You know, we've mm-hmm. already started to see some of the ports that are coming. We're getting ports of, you know, Zelda. We're getting ports of... Uh, uh, we're getting ports of DS games. <laughs> Devil, <laughs> Devil Survivor that was on the DS two years ago is getting a port to this. Uh. And I just think the big, huge launch lineup that they gave when they announced it at E3 is a bunch of crock. I mean, it's going to be... We're going to see a lot of ports and stuff. All and right. While while I don't think it's going to be bad, I think the hype that it's getting right now and people saying, oh, it's the best thing ever, going to be great. I know you've seen it and all that. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be as good when it comes out as people are leading us to believe. Uh, I don't think the hype's t- too overblown for the 3DS. I think the hype for the 3D is overblown for the 3DS. Um, what I would say about the 3DS is that the launch library is definitely going to be disappointing. I don't think it's oh, going to hurt yeah. its sales one bit. I think that thing's going to fly off the shelves as being... 3D in your hands, and the moms and the and the, and the families are going to pick these things up like they were going out of style. And oh, uh, sales wise, I don't disagree with you. I think yeah. sales wise, it will be great. But I think most people that you know are like us that yeah. are in the mainstream, we will be of disappointed. Gaming, yep, are going to get it and going to go. And if you can, if you can tough awesome. it out, well, if you can tough the, it out the for thing, the 3DS Lite, which will be out next year, yes, <laughs> eventually it will come around. But right away, well, here's the thing, though. How how out of all of us here, just take a, a vote. When the DS was first uh, first came out, yep. Who thought that was overhyped? Um, I didn't think it was overhyped, but I thought it it wasn't as good when it first came out as when it actually got. I thought to the be PSP better. at that point was like, oh man, look at this thing. It's got so much better graphics and stuff. And then I was wrong. So wrong. I mean, I, I've heard yeah. so many people on podcasts and in uh, articles talking about how. You know, their pick for 2011 is the 3DS, and I think that's the most ridiculous well, thing. It is, it is the market-leading pick. It is sh- the sure thing from a sales perspective, what will be successful in 2011. Well, but Relative to other handhelds, I think it's the first time Nintendo has made a new handheld that actually is getting this much hype. Because the that's color true. was just kind of a copy of the Game Boy. The Advance wasn't that big of an improvement. The DS, they tried to hype it, and everyone thought it was a stupid gimmick. Now, this is the first oh. time Nintendo's really made a portable console. I'm going to disagree with you a little bit on that. I was, I was there. I was at the press conference when the DS was announced at E3. Um, and people were freaking excited for that. That was also the same one that they had. Permanently? Been... They were excited yeah, at the no, press were... conference right through when it came out? Or they were excited at the press conference and then it fizzled? Well, that was the, same, that was the same press conference where they showed off... Um, Twilight Princess for the first time, and people had an orgasm in the crowd. Um, but <laughs> that, that, I don't think the DS flew out the gates. But and the, I don't here's what think we were thinking at the I time. Heard. Here's what we were thinking at the time. Oh my gosh, it's got two screens. One of those screens is a touch screen. It's made by Nintendo. It's a Nintendo handheld coming out around the same time in the same like year as as a Sony handheld, who's never really done handhelds. There's no way in hell Sony's going to do well. Um, ultimately, that that panned out, but I think a lot of that lost its edge as it came closer and closer to the PSP from the gaming crowd just because we thought, oh, look at the technical prob- possibilities with this PSP. And then it swung back 
it totally swung back as the games came out and people realized how much they missed that second analog stick and all became all ports and all that stuff. But I, I and, think that's more of a personal experience than a summary of how the media yeah. presented things as a whole. Well, fine. Here's more of my thing, too, is <laughs> they've announced with the the press conference they had in Japan, they announced the Japanese launch lineup, and it is absolutely awful. There's nothing <laughs> There's nothing worth buying one for. They're saying the battery life is three to five hours, huh. which is PSP quality. Yeah, that's that unacceptable. That's so bad. The graphics I've seen, I mean, it has to be the 3D that, pull, that pulls this thing, because the graphics on this system, I mean, they look nice in the screenshots and videos we've seen of stuff. I was not impressed with those at E3. There's, there's not nothing that looks amazing by any means. It doesn't but look like a... The 3DS is just up. blown way out of just normal <laughs> normal gamers, you know, adult gamers, I guess you could say, like us. I mean, I'm seeing 3DS reports where doctors have already said... Don't worry, it won't hurt your eyes. They're, they've already reported on the 3DS for parents to buy it for their children. Yeah. And I don't remember the DS or anything else getting this much. Like, CNN wasn't oh, covering okay. the DS. Yeah. I just didn't see as much. Nintendo's in such a stronger position well, compared to where they were when they launched the DS. They were in a really weak position back then with the... Right, so it's more hyped. Yeah. That's yeah, the thing absolutely. about being overhyped. Yeah. The 3DS right. has the most hype I remember of a portable thing ever. Yeah. Not coming like the iPhone. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> of affordable gaming Isn't system. Isn't it weird? The 3DS's graphics don't seem any better than an iPhone's. Well, no. I think that's I probably because they probably aren't. The, uh, I think part of it is that the 3D, uh, just making the 3D happen, takes a lot more processing power, so it can't produce as impressive visuals because a lot of the... Oh. It has to do it twice. And right? even if you turn the slider down, that doesn't mean it can just give you automatic extra processing no. on the graphics. Although all, what, I, mm. what I've heard, what I've heard is that because of how it works, uh, there's a possibility that some uh, developers will be able to basically turn off the 3D in the games they design in order to utilize the extra hey. graphic power and create some really impressive visuals. That would be great, and of course that it's, won't it's be on possible launch. In theory. But yeah, yeah. Nintendo yeah. would have to enable it, it down the great. line. Yeah. So that's the thing. I think Mike. I think Michael is probably right about the hype for two thousand, but only for two thousand eleven. I think yeah, two thousand eleven. Yes, it's going to be overhyped. It's the, the new Nintendo portable system. It's going to be big, but yeah. it's just not now. Or well, but, it'll yeah, be big, but it's just run, overhyped. In, <laughs> yeah, in the yeah. long run, it's going to be fantastic. I think, though, in the long run, but it is the long run. Two, a year from now, two years from now, we'll be seeing some really good games for that. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, we did it, guys. It took two hours and 40 minutes, (laughs) but we got through it. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you, all you who listened to this. I hope you enjoyed it. I was very happy to have these guys on. They know so much more about the games that came out this year than I do, and I'm so thankful to have their expertise. Thank you, Michael. Thank you, Roy. Thank you, Adrian. Thank you, Glenn. Um, You're welcome. And and thank you, listener. That is our RPG Cast Game of the Year show for 2010. Yeah. Except listeners who like Resonance of Fate and are pissed we never mentioned it. <laughs> no, somebody yes. mentioned it once. Somebody mentioned Sorry, it. Sorry, Try Ace fanboy. Michael mentioned it when he was talking about Sega's disappointments. Oh, yes. Oh. Okay. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but I've got to sign out and get this thing posted, and uh, we're going to see you next on the next RPG cast. And thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, Please post your picks. I'm going to have all the picks that we made in this show in the in the in the message board thread, which you can find at board at our uh, board dot nobody, nobody will listen if we do that. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> and uh, you can 
Well, I'll put it in a spoiler tag. Say and the th- link now, but don't put it in the forum. So you have to listen through to get it. Oh. <laughs> no, I'm going to paste <laughs> it. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, the, uh, yeah I'll, I'll spoiler tag it. And, um, yeah, let us know what you think. I'd love to hear your your perspectives. I can talk about those on the next RPG cast, which will be recording, I think, this next Saturday um, at uh, 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern. And that's all I got. Thanks, everybody. And we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Bye.